I guess YouTube is back. So we're streaming, yes. I think. I, I think we're streaming. Thanks Ooh. for tuning in, everybody. Uh, YouTube was down for quite a bit, and so we kind of just waited to see if things would clear up. And then uh, it looks like I was able to pull up the stream, so I guess we are live. Thanks for tuning in. Man, it's getting crazy. I'll tell you this. Uh, the left, not all, like the, the resistance media people. I'm seeing a bunch of tweets where they're kind of freaking out. Hey, turn that off. What are you doing? It's not me. He's watching the stream. Oh, that's my phone. <laughs> oh, Timothy. Always blaming me, Tim. Uh, <laughs> well, you were the one on your phone. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> you're, you're sitting there on your phone. Yeah. That was my fault. I had to yeah. tweet. Yeah. I just fired out. It's and I'm like, what are you doing boomer. with your phone? What's this going on? There's a boomer Just keep boomer. blaming so, me, man. Uh, I want the attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone look at Ian. Everyone look everyone at Ian. Hi, everyone. Ian. <laughs> <laughs> There's Ian. PJ, man. We're live. <laughs> I do so, have uh, pajama bottoms on. So this article comes up, and they're like, could Trump really stage a coup? Ooh. And there's like murmurs now that Trump is planning on murmurs. staging some kind of coup. But it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's really weird. I'll tell you this. A lot of people on the right have said, if there ever was a civil war, the left will regret it. We would win so fast. Uh -huh. And I said, that's not, that's not true at all. The, the, the left controls the techno te uh, technological institutions. They would shut down your, your means of communication instantly. I'm not saying there's a coup. I'm not saying anything's going on. I have no idea. But we have an article from The Guardian. If that was the case and Donald Trump decided to just ignore the courts, ignore the lawsuits and say, you know what? I'm not leaving. I'll tell you, the first thing that's going to happen is social media would go down across the board. Just like it just did with YouTube. Just totally gone. Anyway, <clears throat> let's just uh, get into it because, I don't know, the Internet's back and we're like 36 minutes late. So we have a, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, Jack Murphy is here, as, as, yes. as usual, for Wednesdays. Hello, everybody. Good to be back. Nice you can, to see you. You can see behind him it says playback error. Oh, yeah. Were, oh, know. yeah. Oh, I got a request to keep TV. that on dark night mode from now on because it was blinding someone trying to watch the show It's in always the dark. on dark mode. Is it? Yeah, literally No, always, it was really I bright think. yesterday. Yeah, it was like yeah, a white Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we uh, doing gonna, what I can, folks. You know what, man? We're just gonna we're gonna chill. We're gonna talk about whatever. You yeah, know, Ian's at this here. point, yeah. half an hour late. Are, coup? We were just doing the show anyway, just sitting here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know. For the past, <laughs> yeah. If the people who are listening, uh, who who weren't who are, who are listening now, if only you could hear what we were talking about. All this top secret exactly stuff. Like it was like this. It was this, but better. Yeah, it sure yeah. was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coup or no <laughs> coup, Jack? This, but better. Well, uh, what is a precondition for a coup? I guess he would have to be legally required to depart, and I just don't know that I'm there yet. Okay. So, Which is normal, right? Yeah. I think we're going through a very normal process right now. Hmm. Making sure the votes are good, this checking is, the system, shaking it, making sure it's nice and sturdy. Quite literally, what's happening right now is normal and the way it's supposed to be. And it's very strange. The media is trying to tell us it's not. Right. So, so think about how the Constitution lays out how the process works. There's actually a dedicated period for legal challenges. It's act they actually say, like, you have until this day to resolve your state legal disputes. It's expected this would happen. Right. I mean, remember when that one dude shot that other dude? No, it <laughs> happened so many times in our politics. Which dude are we talking about? But how about Alexander <laughs> Hamilton and Aaron Burr? I was yeah. just watching that it, musical today. It used to be that, like, I'm running for president. Well, you're a heathen. How dare you besmirch my honor? Pistols at dawn. Duels word up. They go kill each other. Nowadays, it's like... You know, Mitt Romney goes, oh, Obama, you won. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> you win. And he walks away. That's because they're all part of the same party. Uh -huh. Yeah. The Uniparty. The not Uniparty. No, no, this is Trump still fighting the Uniparty. Wouldn't the be surprised. Uniparty. Wouldn't be surprised. Total speculation. If some people in the GOP establishment might not be too upset to see even if the Democrats stole the election. Of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the Never Trumpers. Look at the Lincoln oh, yeah. Project. Yeah. The Lincoln Project is going after Trump's lawyers. And They're the law firm them. itself yep. and their clients. Yeah. 
I think uh, Will Chamberlain said this. Said, I think this was him that going after the the law, the law firm and their clients is not indicative of a movement that thinks they're on track for victory. Yeah. Right. They're desperate right. and they're targeting. They're they're it's 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 disgusting. It's really dirty. So uh, Lincoln Project Never Trumpers posted well, the, the the pictures, the phone numbers, and the email addresses of two of these lawyers. Yeah, and right. said, I saw made, that. I reported that tweet. Yeah, yeah. Make good. them famous. Doxing. <laughs> and then they, uh, someone <laughs> said, go after their clients, and they said, on it. You have a right to legal representation. You have a right to file your legal challenge, and we're supposed to have a civil civil process, civil suits. Where it's like, I, I object to your assertion that these ballots are good, and I will see you in court, good sir. And then they show up, and they target your lawyer so that you can't actually even go through that process. <laughs> and they target them by doing what? They're doxing? Publishing yeah. their private information and saying, go after them. Oh, yeah, that Doxing. one judge got, remember that, that, that lady judge got, that lady judge, that female <laughs> woman judge got attacked, or her, her oh, husband yeah. and son got killed yes. at her house. I oh, remember right. that. that Someone awful. went to the house, knocked on the door, and then put a bullet in the chest of the kid. We were just talking to the male lady today and like about how insecure male trucks are. Like, and they're oh, not yeah, supposed they're like to carry weapons. Wide open. But like, they're carrying valuable goods. They're not armored. They're, and you can just like, so like, but they're not supposed to carry weapons, and That's I think weird. maybe they should start carrying weapons for defense. Yeah, yeah they should start well, kind of defense. She was saying that you you can't carry anything, but you've got people who are like you're in a mail vehicle full of stuff, right. delivering things. You know what I mean? So, so I don't know, man. A little off topic there. Yeah, just a smidge, dude. You yeah. made a, I'm I'm, re I'm still reeling. <laughs> Welcome home, Jack. Welcome. Oh wow. Tim made a good point last night when we were talking about some of the Republicans not being there for Trump, like that they're just using him to get. Supreme Court nominees get a get a few things and then see him happy to see him go and now they've oh, they packed the well not packed the the court but got some Republicans in there some some, some conservatives, conservatives I guess yeah. you would call them which Republicans aren't even necessarily have to be conservative not Trump's, anymore Trump's yeah. always been fighting the establishment on the right establishment on the left and in fact Trump Trump isn't we the network the network of people tired of the uniparty, tired of the corporatists, tired of the globals. We are the ones that launched Trump. It wasn't that Trump was some amazing politician and he's like some amazing orator. It's that we picked him and we catapulted him. Grassroots effort, people donating their time and energy and, you know, becoming part of this whole movement. It's a movement that launched Donald Trump to the top. And whatever happens to Donald Trump, that movement's still going to be there. Right. And that movement is against and, and anti, you know, anti towards the establishment. So the establishment hates Trump, hates all of us and wants to see us all squashed. And it's not just the idea of establishment. It's this specific establishment that's like been corrupted by if it's a global monetary obsession or like this desire to prevent World War Three through military coercion. That's it's hi Betsy. It's Betsy's a, here. <laughs> it's an improper establishment that I think I'm against anyway. I'm not like anti-establishment in general. I just sure, don't like this current. Come on, problem. you're wearing pajamas. If we could you're build an establish, if we could establish a functional, you know, you're not anti-establishment, so that means you're establishment. Well, if it's if, if you're not actively anti-establishment, right. sir, I mean, you, you are pro-establishment. Pro exactly, we are anti-est. <laughs> I'm I'm anti-est. I'm anti-this-est. <laughs> but uh, I would uh, like to establish something valid, you know, where the votes are tallied in in plain sight, where we can trust each other, they, where, they, where there's no war, where you know well, hold, humanity hold on, has hold on, enough. Hold on, food. The, 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 the votes are tallied in plain sight. The anomaly here is that specific votes weren't tallied in plain sight. Well, they're tallied on a computer program. Yes, yes, yes. And that's that that's part of it. Proprietary one. 
Oh, here she comes. So we have a we have a full hand recount coming in Georgia. Yeah, we do. Now full is it, is that a hand. recount or is that a recanvas or is that an audit? everything? The, 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 they're going to look at each ballot. Or Secretary they're just of State gonna... said everything. Hmm. He said re uh, uh, recount, re uh, uh, a recount, an audit, and a recanvas. Oh, boom! There you go. We'll see. Some people are saying they're still going to after they segregate them, run them through the scanners. But look, man. It's always been insane that we use proprietary software to to do our elections. It should be open source and the code should be available on the web. And we should be able to load up that code in real time as they're sliding those ballots in. Yes. The code. So we can all watch. Yes. The only reason they would want to hide anything is because days of cheating. Mm-hmm. Open source is safer in many instances, right? Because people get to test it. It's not so much about... Um, like, you wouldn't be able to... I guess one of the challenges is that you can't, these machines aren't supposed to be connected to the internet at all. And therein lies a serious problem. If they are, they can be exploited remotely. But if they aren't, then they can be exploited before right. and then activate the exploits after. So it's, we had this glitch in Michigan and the company is saying, no, no, it was human error. The, the 6,000 votes that went, for, that were for, for Trump, but went to Biden, that was, that was human error. But we're seeing similar numbers across the board. So you think that if Trump is the one that rejects the outcome, certified outcome, constitutional outcome, that the one of the first signs that we would see is what? Total shutdown of all social media? Yeah. Well, I think in any capacity, like, I don't know if we're, we're ever going to get anywhere near that, but I'll, I'll put it this way. Before we get into, like, this, like, oh, really okay. out there conversation, oh. <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> Trump going to war. Go over. There. Let me just say. Warning. There was a period at, on Saturday when they called it for Joe Biden, where it seemed like everybody just agreed Joe Biden wins. Just yeah. And there were Trump supporters who seemed to be stopping and looking around to check the temperature. There were uh, certain personalities I won't name who were kind of like not, you are know, we fighting this or not. Right. Is it like, right. 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 Yeah. Who do are we all just going to lay down and let them let them run in or are we going nuts? And then now you can see. Mm. I don't want to I don't want to call anybody out specifically because I know there's a lot of people who watch, but um, some some TV people, some TV personalities really seemed like they were gearing up for the for laying down their sword until they saw the likes of Don Jr. and people like Sebastian Gorka and, you know, other high profile uh, Trump supporting personalities went charge. Then all of a sudden the fair weather Trump supporters were like, yes, 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 of course. They were waiting for their cue. Yeah. Well, they wanted to make sure they weren't going to be jumping in with the with, you know. On the, on the sinking ship. That makes sense. Yeah, unsupported. Yeah. So it's an information war, and you got to have all kinds of information weapons, and you have foot soldiers and infantry and people in the trenches, cra grassroots, crowdsourced, meme makers, influencers, spontaneously erupting, uh, you know, canvassers and etc. And you need like artillery cover for your ground troops, yep. man, in an information war. And the way that you do that is by getting out there in front and laying down the narrative and then also supporting people that are victims in the information war, which is something that I've heard as a criticism from the Trump administration, that they did not protect people who were victims in the info war. Yep. And they should have done a better job of that. And it does make it hard to attract quality people and retain quality people if you're not going to protect them in this information scuffle. But at least Don Jr. and them going out big time was enough to just rally the troops and have everybody go, which no matter what the outcome, we have a nation worldwide open source intelligence operation underway, perhaps like nothing we've ever seen before yeah. comparable to COVID, but you know, just in a presidential election, it's the first time it's ever happened like this. 
And you know what? If everybody's working on it and they're all thinking about it and the answer is that he has lost, I feel like everybody, knowing that they've spent all their powder, can accept that. But not until then. I think at the very least, we have to try. We have to make sure when accusations or allegations come up, we, we, we clear the air because we're hyperpolarized. Yeah. So uh, under normal circumstances, if it was like, you know, if it was 2016 and Hillary started screaming about the Russians, you know, it's like, OK, you know, we'll 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 entertain this. You know, we'll look into it. Then they went kind of nuts with it for several years. And now I'm like, hey, if you're going to do the Russian thing, we're going to do the vote fraud thing. Exactly. End of story. Exactly. But ultimately, the point is, if you're this polarized the last thing you want to do is say, we refuse to listen to you, do as we say, and submit. Exactly. Because then people are going to be like, no. Yep. There's, there's, there's a chance for cooperation. All right, we heard you. There may be some fraud. We're going to treat this fairly. We're going to do a recount and an audit to make sure that this is right. And if you lost, accept it. And that really will defang any aggression. There'll still, still be some people who are like, no. But ultimately, that's what has to happen. But so they're, they're not doing that, though. Right. As Don Jr. set the tone for their network charge. Yeah. Joe Biden sets the tone for his network saying office of the president elect and just running with it and yep. starting to float names for Propaganda cabinets war. and et cetera. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're clearly not taking the approach of this is how it's supposed to be. There's a period for legal challenges. Yep. And even if that gets screwed up, Hey, it's written down and agreed to that. The state legislatures can slate whatever electors that they want, basically. Yep. So like, that's all normal. It's unusual, but it's all legal. It's all part of the I don't system. Even, I don't even think it's unusual. It's that the media has created this perspective for, for a generation where it's, we call the election. Look at what the New York times tweeted. You see what the New York Times tweeted? It's the job of the media to call mm-hmm. the presidential election. Yeah, I screen capped that immediately, knowing yep. that they were going to delete that. That was insane. They're like, only the media declares the winner, and we're going to explain how. Thread. You know, uh-huh. like, like one slash X. And then, and then uh, it got deleted real quick. Right. That's a good one. This is, this is normal, what's happening. There's an election. They're tallying the votes, and they have not certified them. But the media has created a perspective that it's supposed to be them who calls it. And when they do, it's over. That's how it's always been. We're in charge. Trump says, uh, we still have till certification. The normal process is the process in the Constitution. It is weird to me that we have a contested election, even if it looks like Trump is going to lose. And the media is saying, shut up and submit. Stop saying this. I look at CNN. They ran this, this, this video where they're like right wing individuals putting out misinformation that Trump could still win. Right. It's it's crazy because it has never been this obvious. I feel like we're watching that cartoon character trying to plug the holes in a ship mm. as the water is spraying through. Dude, I don't know if Trump is going to win. The votes are in Joe Biden's favor, but the normal process is legal challenges and Trump has them. So at the very least, you don't say Trump can't win. Well, it's starting to change, though. Vox.com published an article saying um well it's uh not likely but uh trump could win these ways and then they list out like three different ways trump could actually win through a normal legal process not a coup right i can't remember any time in my lifetime that the state legislatures have slated electors that didn't reflect the will of the people in their state has that happened i mean if we go back so the 1800s, there's weird elections. Yeah. Like we, we talked about this a little bit the other day. So this really weird election where it was tied in the Electoral College. So they just appointed a council of Democrats, Republicans, judges and lawyers or whatever to just like convene and decide who the president would be. Like a Pope thing. And that's what they did. And that's what they did. And they were like, all right, well, uh, here we agree. And actually, it, the, the concession, I believe this ended um, the Reconstruction era mm. because basically there was 
they were on, they felt like they were on the verge of another civil war. So they said, okay, okay, how about the presidency goes to the Republican, but we'll give you a bunch of stuff. And they said, fine. And then that <laughs> ended Reconstruction, yeah. created a Democrat stronghold in the South for generations to come. And then that like is ultimately what resolved this. The, the interesting thing is, apparently, there's like an, artic- uh, an article that says, you know, a Trump, uh, a deal with Trump to leave the White House. Trump doesn't care. He doesn't want it. Yeah. Like uh, uh, there, there's rumors that they're, you know, you'll be a kingmaker. You can run PACs. You can do all these things once you leave. And Trump's like, no. Right. I'm president. Right. Do do you think, Tim, truly, that even if it goes all the way through all the courts and everything, and maybe it even gets to the point where like a decision could be made by the Supreme Court that would affect the outcome, and it still doesn't fall his way, you think that when there's everything is exhausted, what's he going to do? Trump? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I do. He'll bow out. I don't know. uh, Because he's too good of a person to screw things up like that, I think. I don't know. I agree. I don't think I don't think that he will stay on extra uh, an extra judicious way. Like I don't know illegally. what's going on behind illegally. the scenes. Yeah. There's an article from the Washington Post that says there's a massive behind the scenes effort to stop Trump right now. As if we didn't know that like like they're they've been doing this for years. Right. The massive behind the scenes effort to stop Trump at every cost. Now they're saying it was I think Brennan said Mike Pence must invoke Article uh, Amendment 25 and remove Trump before he does something. It's like he's still the president. Right. All but they're the worried. Through. Don Jr. tweeted, declassify it all. So oh, please do. I, I, that'd be perfect. Right, right, right. And they're freaking out because they've been trying to stop him at all costs. So here's the question. You look at Russiagate. You look at Obamagate. And you look at these like this very clear and terrifying uh, uh, instances. The evidence that's come out so far, I wouldn't say is definitive proof like of a massive criminal conspiracy but it's circumstantial evidence that we need probably a special prosecutor and a hard investigation maybe what was it 27 million dollars or whatever to go through it you have these notes from the fbi saying what's our goal to get flynn fired or prosecute you have the 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 notes where they're talking about you know joe biden mentioning the logan act they're doing what they're doing right now what biden is doing right now is a violation of the logan act indeed joe biden is contacting foreign governments saying he's the president and the election's not even over yet why? We haven't even gone to certification, and he's calling foreign governments. Okay, two things. One, I've been seeing that clip from the debates where Wallace asked them both point blank, will you uh, you know, concede once the election has been certified? Trump gives a long rambling answer, but in the middle he goes 100%, but then he goes into this whole thing about dispute, you know, anticipating yeah. this. And at the very end, he, Wallace asked Biden the very same question, and Biden goes, absolutely. Like he, well, that question was more like, will you wait to claim the presidency or whatever until certification is done? And he said, yes. And he's clearly not doing he's that. He's not. Now. Yeah. The, the fact that he's putting together a transition team, the fact that he said he doesn't need approval from the government to do what he's doing. They went after Michael Flynn for the Logan Act. Well, but, they ultimately got him on lying. But hold on. Let's back up. Earlier when we were off the air, you were mentioning the fact that uh, Trump has instructed his, you know, cabinet chiefs and, and folks to prepare the budgets as if he's going to be president. Yeah, that's the same thing as Biden off opening the office of the president of the elect. They're just both. No. they're both moving forward as if they're going to be the, sure, vi- sure. the victors. Yeah. The, the difference is Trump is within his legal right to tell them, prepare your budgets for right. this coming you know season and arguably by their own standard. They argued 
Joe, Michael Flynn should not have been contacting Kislyak, right. the Russian ambassador, before he was, Trump was inaugurated. Right. He was only acting national security uh, advisor. Therefore, for Joe Biden right now to be contacting foreign leaders and discussing, I guess uh, what he did was he contacted the UK and said, don't screw up the, you know, a peace deal with Ireland or something like that mm. over Brexit. Because now, you know, like, I guess Ireland wants to go EU, something like that's going on. And I'm immediately people, seeing people tweet out like, Biden just violated the Logan Act. Lock yeah. him up. I feel like they bring up the Logan Act every time there's a transition like this. And it's and it's and it's ridiculous because it's not really a violation. We expect the president elect and his administration to to start preparing for, you know, entering office. Yeah. But they went after Trump in this way. So anyway, I bring this up because if we're talking about a uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a conspiracy, you know, since the beginning of the Trump administration to sabotage his his administration and his presidency. And now they're actively trying to do it again. At what point do like here, here's the conundrum. You look at the information we have available to us. If you only read or watch mainstream news, then you believe everything's been fine. Russiagate was fine. It's too bad for Trump. Oopsie. And then, you know, Joe Biden wins the presidency. But if you are paying attention to the bigger picture and you know about the Obamagate allegations and the evidence that's been released, and you can see that these people have been engaging in malicious activities for quite some time, at what point do you say what they are doing, what they are doing is the coup and not Trump? Well, exactly. And if you watch The Plot Against the President, a fantastic movie uh, directed by Amanda Milius, a former uh, Trump uh, political appointee, daughter of John Milius, uh, the uh, director of... Um, Apocalypse Now, Red Dawn, and a few others. Uh, she laid out a very compelling story showing how the Democrats have been screwing with Trump this whole time, all the lies, all the plotting, all the scheming, all the everything. And if you see that and you watch it, and it's all based on documents that were submitted to Congress, right, and testimony from people in Congress. If you watch that, then there's absolutely no surprise to see or think. If someone says, hey, do you think the Democrats might try to try to screw with the election it makes perfect sense but if you've never heard of any of that stuff so we've been in uh yeah if if if, if that's true and I, I would you be would you say it's true there was a plot against the president absolutely then we have been in an information civil war yeah since trump got elected probably a little bit before what him. about nixon I mean, was he was spying on people in the watergate <laughs> hotel his political opponent i don't know the yeah. the specifics but, but this, this is this is so totally different. different it's but, so different we're yeah. talking about information war yeah we're talking about the media lying oh this is non the next level yeah this non-stop is to convince idea. people that it's trump who did the, these things but they've been disproven trump it, it, none of this is stuff that has, has actually stuck to the president and social media is suppressing in some cases the the advert Yo, oh yes it's like the, social media just banned be, people's pundit yeah, and his wife incredible. they like the fact that they're putting uh it was mark levin he tweeted electors uh, the electors are are chosen by the state legislators who can choose trump and they flagged it as disputed right that Twitter is does not care about this country. And it's really creepy when you have someone like Jack Dorsey say to me, he said, we uh, we are working for, a, you know, rules for a global audience. Yeah, well, guess what, buddy? We are an American country. I understand that you have a global audience in the United States. 
your rules need to function as per the, how the United States operates in our norms. Right. They put out, I get emails all the time. We, we you, you know, you have violated the law in, in what is it, Pakistan or whatever? Yeah, exactly. You ever get one of those? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Some foreign language. And they're, but <laughs> You're right. So they're not adopting, you know, to their laws there, but they should be adopting ones here. They're American bases, American, uh, you know, not even concentration, laws, just but just yeah. standards. Well, and free speech a- and accurately reflecting our le- legal realities. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, I've been talking about the info war that we've been in for years now. And it's, you know, every time I have somebody on the podcast, we dig through it. We talk about the evidence that's there, how it impacts us, how to counteract it. It's everywhere. And so when they've been talking about color revolutions, they've been talking, people have been talking about this, this slow motion train wreck that's been happening over years. And they've been building up to this. I wonder, I was thinking just uh, recently. Uh, you remember how there was a wave of, of leftist talking heads going out into the media going, Trump will never leave the White House. Trump will never leave the White House. It was like all of a sudden they all start talking right. about and this is a while back. It was like yeah. months and months and months ago, like Bill Maher and Andrew Sullivan, Michael, and these Moore. Guys, Michael Moore, you know, they must have gotten a memo in their little private circles to start talking about that because they want to start casting doubt over this whole process. If they're going to try to, if they, if there's any thought to trying to steal the election, then what do you do in the beginning? You already discredit what a rational person would do in the event of an actual, you know, coup. What would a rational person do? I refuse to accept these results if they're tainted. And so they already sort of like took away what the rational person's response would be in advance. Right, that's pre- narrative battle. That's information war. So we're already thinking that that's a bad thing, but and it, they he say, might be doing the right thing when he does it. And they say, we told you this would happen. You see what he's doing? Exactly. So here, here's the thing. Uh, Newsweek ran an article in July saying that Trump would lose. He would claim voter fraud, freeze up the certification process, and then the, the Supreme Court would kick it to House delegations to to vote. Each state gets one vote. There are more Republican states than Democrat. Trump wins. But what they do is solid plan. If right now there was evidence of fraud and, th- and there's quite a bit, is it widespread? I, I don't think so. Will it change the outcome? We have, well, we have to, we have to see. It has to go to courts, has to be investigated. Right now, the way to describe it is we're seeing smoke and we're seeing smoke billowing. And I'm going, I'm like, Hey, uh, journalist guy, you, you see that smoke? And they, <laughs> No smoke. What are you talking about? It's right there. There's no smoke. Clearly, you're wrong. There's clearly no fire. That's what they keep doing. No evidence. No evidence. No matter how many how many uh, affidavits we get, they say there's no evidence. So, but but but, uh, just real quick, the point is, right now, are they expecting Trump to come out with a literal ballot and be like, "Look, I found evidence"? No. What happens is you have a witness say, "I witnessed fraud." Now we investigate to find hard evidence. Indeed. And it's happening. The investigation is underway. I interviewed a gentleman, Matt Brainerd, yesterday. He's a former data chief for uh, Trump for president, worked on the campaign in 2016, had a bunch of guys working with him right now that worked on the campaign. And uh, what they've done is they've run, uh, they bought data from all of the relevant elect, uh, you know, electoral districts, and they're checking against uh, change of address databases, death uh, databases, requested but not returned, absentee ballots, etc. And they have found through buying this data and augmenting it and running their analysis, they have found two million potential incidences that would fall under these categories. Not that they're 
fraud, but just like this is their high risk category. Right. And now they have, they've farmed out call centers to call all 2 million people. Whoa. And they're, what? and yeah, they've raised a half a million dollars to do this. And they're calling all 2 million people who are tagged in to this, verify in this their to vote. verify their vote. And, and if they, and they have already found people who said like, yeah, uh, no, I didn't request that ballot and no, what? I didn't vote in it or, or whatever. And they are now, then they get funneled off to being helped uh, filing a, at first was affidavits, but now declarations. Whoa. Yeah. So Matt Brainerd, check it out. Uh, I did an interview with him yesterday. It's on my YouTube channel, Jack Murphy Live. Check it out and donate some money if you would like. Uh, and that is a really powerful thing that they're doing. And one thing that you had said earlier about, you know, they say it's not widespread. Well, first I heard a funny joke that the new, uh, the new, uh, peaceful protest is, the you know fraud isn't widespread no widespread fraud right but right it, right but it doesn't matter to be widespread we were talking about this earlier this is what you guys missed while youtube was down uh we're talking about saying widespread fraud is like talking about the the popular vote it doesn't matter the electoral college is a targeted contest and so your cheating would be thus tar done limited. in a targeted fashion limited targeted in the fashion. key areas otherwise you set off flags all over the place so I, you know, look, do I think that there was, it's hard to accept that there could be a, you know, conspiracy of people determined to overthrow the will of the American people, et cetera, et cetera. It's hard to swallow. It's possible. All I know is for sure is I want this process to play out. What yeah. I see is smoke. And then I see a CIA computer program that's built to set fire. And <laughs> that drives me nuts because I can't prove that hammer and scorecard are being used to flip votes all around the country, but there are people testifying that they are. No, including I don't think Sydney. anyone's testified what, what's, to that. What's her name? Or maybe that testifies not the right word. Sydney Powell cannot that, that's not starting testifying. They're starting that's to why, make statements that this software, maybe they say it could be. You're um, looking in the wrong direction. They're tricking you. They, they are getting you to fall into their trap by talking about things you cannot prove. I can't prove it. We can prove that in Nevada, a poll worker said, I saw fraud and I swear under oath. So yes. you think it's a red herring is not the right word, but just the wrong thing red to herring. focus on. Absolute red herring. Well, it might because be right. It might not be the, the wrong. The point is, whenever we, we this is the, the, the key aspect of the pit trap and conspiracy theories is dangling something sensational that can't be proven so that everyone looks in the wrong direction okay. and they get away with then it. Then you got to. I'm going to drill that home to anyone listening. It's I think that's super important because it, a lot of people really want to go hard on this. Exactly. It's a trick. They do it all the time. You get these emails from WikiLeaks and it's got this weird language in it. And someone drops in a bucket of red meat of ridiculous <laughs> sensationalist claims and boom, you get a lunatic fringe conspiracy theory about satanic death cults operating and it throws off what's actually going on blackmail networks, criminal enterprise. There's legitimate reality that you could find in these emails, but they trick people into chasing after things you can't prove or verify. So now you've got all these people tweeting at me, Tim, hammer and scorecard. And I'm like, nothing I could ever prove. Nothing you could look it up. Nothing you could verify. You got two, you got one guy who said, said a former general saying it's true. I'll tell you what I, what I, what I am focused on. We've got now, I think, what, three poll workers signing sworn affidavits saying we saw fraud. You've got Donald Trump filing a lawsuit having nothing to do with fraud, arguing that there's impropriety under the 14th Amendment. These are tangible things you can actually say that happened. What's the Trump uh, 14th Amendment thing? The 14th Amendment is that uh, everyone needs to be treated equally under the law. Simple, sim simple way to describe it. Under Bush v. Gore, they ruled all votes must be treated equally. But mail-in ballots are completely different 
from in-person voting. When a person goes to vote in person, they go through an entirely different process. The argument there on the surface is you've created two tracks of unequal voting. There's mm. different security measures. There, there's different. Uh, so if you go in and vote in person and you mess up, too bad. But if you vote by mail and you mess up, they allow you to cure your ballot. That is not equal treatment under under the law. Now, initially, when it came to absentee ballots, it was for military voters. So this made sense. We made an exception. We got people overseas. We're not we can't bring them back. We're going to do something. And it's a special exemption that we all agree makes sense. But universal mail-in balloting uh, voting, which specifically would, would cause an issue in Nevada, for instance, which Trump could use for sure, is that they just mailed them all out. And it's a swing state. And now you can argue that a person who votes in person chooses to get up and seek out the vote. A mail-in ballot arrives at their house without their choice. Not the same thing. There's a fundamental difference just right there. But there's a bunch of other things they're pointing out, too. Within the same citation, Bush v. Gore, they're saying in this district, they said you can cure your ballot. We found your ballot was missing an address or signature. So we contact you and say, fix it. But in this district, they didn't do that. Therefore, they've created an imbalance and votes being treated unequally. That's Trump's actual lawsuit in uh, in Pennsylvania, Michigan. It's broad, but but uh, again, the same argument is being made. While Trump, while while all of these people are screaming about conspiracies and fraud, and the media is saying no fraud, Trump's over here filing lawsuits on process. So that's going to be the first. And, and this is what uh, Vox is talking about. This like they're finally now coming out. People in media and leftist media saying. This is a real path for Trump to win. It has nothing to do with these vote tally conspiracies or, or, or anomalous numbers. I've talked about Benford's law. I've talked about how the vote totals changed, but you can't prove anything. And they're easily dismissed by saying typo. You say all of these were typos. Well, yeah, you have 200 you know, million registered voters. We have 150 million votes. You're going to find you know, a few hundred instances of typos. Irregularities. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, there's going to be there's going to be a margin of failure with millions of people trying to tally these votes. Yeah. OK, fine. Then let's talk about process and the sworn affidavits and the USPS whistleblower and the weird news coming around there. You bring up hammer and scorecard and, and, and vote flipping. You'll never prove it. And you're not going to convince an investigator or a judge or anyone to be like, we need to investigate this for this reason, for, for, for hammer and scorecard. But if you if you go up to them and say in this Michigan county, 6,000 votes accidentally glitched and went to the Democrat instead of the Republican. Trump is using that as a pretext for a legal challenge on all of these different machines in Michigan. And they're going to file lawsuits across the board because of it. You've got to start with something you can prove. A glitch happened. We have testimony, sworn affidavit. It flipped and a Republican even ended up winning. It was like a, a commissioner of some sort. He, he, he said, I was out. I wasn't going to call for a recount. Then they got, they called him. Actually, he won by a thousand votes. He went, Oh, I didn't realize. That right there. We got to get him on the show. Happened. That's all. Which is grounds in it, it, whether the courts agree. Here's what I imagine is going to happen. Trump's going to file the suit at the state level. He's going to say, look at this glitch. I want all of these to be hand counted. The judge will probably say no. Then they'll file in federal court. And then we'll see what the federal circuits say. And we've already seen Alito side with Trump in Pennsylvania. They, there was a four to four ruling, uh, because Amy Coney Barrett wasn't on the uh, Supreme Court at the time. That said, I believe it, they, they, they couldn't decide whether to allow Pennsylvania to extend their, their mail-in ballot deadline. That right there is a violation of the 14th Amendment. The fact that if you want to vote in person, you can only vote on the third, but if you want to vote by mail, you can mail in your ballot after the fact. That is a special, that is an unequal, 
uh, uh, of votes. That it's messed equal. up because you can see what the vote is, the yeah. current vote, yep. and be like, oh, well, that, since my vote's going to change things, I'm going to go vote. Hey, every other 10,000 guys, and let's so, go change the election. So this is why we have the backdating scandal with the USPS whistleblower. Because what, according to this whistleblower that came out through Veritas, who signed a sworn affidavit, and this story's crazy, right. when the ballots were being collected after election day, they, he said he overheard them saying they were backdating them to bypass the fact that these ballots were not applicable. So what ends up happening now is if that's true, a bunch of the ballots that got counted after Election Day actually were from uh, after the election, which would create a 14th Amendment violation under Bush v. Gore. I'm not a lawyer. This is just the, the cursory reading I did of their argument. And I've, I asked a lawyer and they said, long shot, but possible. That right there is, did Pennsylvania violate a court order by tabulating ballots without observers? Fact. There were observers in the building, but they weren't granted the access the courts demanded. They counted, according to Giuliani, 450,000 votes when people weren't, when people were being blocked from actually getting within six feet to watch the observation, to, to observe the tabulation. Those votes, according to Giuliani, should be disqualified. And Trump tweeted about this. And this is a very, very serious challenge right now. Because think about it. There's no solution here. There's no good solution. It's right. my side wins or your side wins. But if a court says you must allow the observers within six feet and you say no, and count 450,000 ballots, secrecy envelope pulled off, discarded. You can no longer verify any of those ballots are real. You should also file a class action suit for the people that get those votes disqualified against the people that did that tally improperly. That's well, a lot I of think, waste of time and civil liberty and energy. I think what what your dude was talking about is the is the first path. Yeah. Figure out who these votes were from because this is this is the this this period where they were counting without, you know, in violation of the court order. Those are the names we need to check. Because the accusation is they were probably fake ballots or something. Okay, well, that's easily verifiable. Take the ballots. We can't, ver they're no longer verifiable because a secrecy envelope has been discarded already or destroyed or whatever. But you can see the name of the person, contact them and say, did you cast this mail-in ballot? And if we get a decent amount of people saying no, well, then you got a serious problem. So that's step one. I don't know if we'll get to that point. And, it's, and, and I'll tell you, there is something really creepy about Democrats suing to block this. The ACLU just just filed a lawsuit to stop Trump from challenging these ballots. So think about what that means. Jesus. That means in the future, a court can order. It is a violation of the law to, to do what you're doing. And they can say, too bad. Too bad. We're, we're, we're allowed to do it. No integrity, no election security. We're allowed to do it. This is what ACLU is arguing, basically. The ACLU is arguing that these ballots should count. Right. Even though they violated the court order. Right. Exactly. I, I haven't seen the full paperwork write up, but they tweeted. Don't trust a single word you hear from ACLU, man. They lost corrupted. They lost it years ago. When I got doxxed and I got fired for what I had written, I was contacted by the D.C. head of legal for ACLU. He says, I want to take your case. I want to take your case. I want to help you. They violated your First Amendment right. He worked with me for months. We wrote a paper. We did research. We got everything all the way through. He took it to his legal committee. They declined it. He took it to the head committee. They declined it also. And the reason why they declined it, despite the fact the legal director of the ACLU said it was a clear violation of my First Amendment rights because they didn't want to offend their, their coalition partners, yep. such as Human Rights Campaign, Black Lives Matter. Exactly. Now, on what you're talking about here, I think one thing that we've learned about uh, how to get at your enemies and how to win, what did they do to Mike Flynn? They didn't get Mike Flynn on any real crimes. What did they get Mike Flynn Process on? Crime. Process crimes. 
everybody makes mistakes yep. in process. So it makes some good sense actually to attack the election from a process standpoint. Right. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out, man. I, I'm not a lawyer. And the question that I want to have answered, especially after I talked to Matt Brainerd yesterday is let's say that there are you know, five people in every important district that come forth with a sworn affidavit saying their fraud, their vote was, you know, somehow invalidated or fraud or there's something going on there. What then? How many instances do there have to be? And then what is the recourse? You know, what if everybody says, okay, yeah, we swear that we saw this fraud happening. We saw this happening. What do they do? They, they do a revote. No, they they, no, why not? They have to Deadlines. do it by December 11th, Deadline. right? Yep. December 11th. May uh, December 14th is the electoral college vote. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Oh, so, so make an amendment when two thirds of the states ratify it in, in two or three years. Right. The, the amendment process in this country, it took a really long time. I think it was the 17th Amendment. It was like seven or eight years before they actually fully implemented it after it was already ratified by all these different states. <laughs> so, so if the vote's fraudulent or we can't do a revote? No. It goes to the House. There's a process. Oh, they for this. just decide. It's already been decided in advance. When you enter in the rules of the game, the rules of the game say. In the, the event, House, in the event of this House delegations vote. So there's there's a bunch of other really weird things about like it could potentially go to Kamala Harris. There's one uh, provision. I haven't read enough about it that if they can't determine, you know, certify the president elect, then they'll try to certify the vice president elect or something. I don't know the full details on it, but yeah, maybe Kamala Harris. I don't know. Dude. OK, I tweeted out a couple of years ago. I said very clearly Kamala Harris will never be president. Kamala. I know. I knew you were going to stop me. <laughs> because you have the, it's the it's what they said, right? Kamala Harris <laughs> will never be president. And I, now that I've said it, it's out there. People screen cap it fine. I think about deleting that tweet all the time. And She's it's like, it's good. It's going to go down. You got to get a frame. It could go down as the worst take in my it, entire just embrace life. It with everything. There's no avoiding it ever. Look. True please and on no, a shot at a pressure. Please no, exactly. But a cath care. Exactly. I, 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 I can't. Exactly. Tim. It's, we're already seeing people are looking at the election without actual evidence and they're like, I don't believe this. And I think that's scary. Seeing tweets from like Tariq Nasheed, you see what he's talking about? Mm -mm. You know who he is, right? Yeah. He's like, this is a finesse. He's like, I'm not a Trump supporter, but there's no way. Come on. He's like, how, how, how could Joe Biden beat Barack Obama's you know, uh, uh, record by like 10 million right. or, or by like 7 million votes or whatever. Oh, right. it's 8 million now. Joe Biden beat Barack Obama by 8 million votes. So you've got people who love Obama and they're saying BS. Mm -hmm. No way. Right. No way you beat Obama. Right. I'm not saying Joe Biden couldn't. People hate Trump. I think, I think it makes sense. And I think right now, this is what, this is what Vox said. It's really funny they're starting to write these articles because they're not free. These, these, these writers are not free to tell you what's really going on. They're worried about offending their audience. They're worried about what their bosses will say. I got nothing to worry about. I, I say, I mean, I'm worried about, you know, if we, if we swear too much, an unnecessary deranking of content, but I'll talk about all this stuff, even if, even if it risks me getting banned or whatever. I don't have to go check with my boss. I can say straight up, there is a slim possibility that Donald Trump pulls this off based on the arguments we're hearing, the amount of states he'd have to flip. But if he gets a 14th Amendment argument to the Supreme Court and it works, it would nullify many mail-in mail -in ballots in a ton of states. And that would probably that would probably seal the deal. Well, we saw what happened Tuesday night versus Wednesday morning. That would seal the deal, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So, so the, well, Landslide, so then. Many of these, but, but here's Landslide. the thing. Many of these are absentee. The issue is 
Will the Supreme Court agree? Now, I don't know. What I do know is that there are three members of the Supreme Court who helped George Bush win in 2000. Roberts, Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. And that, when I heard that, I, I, someone super chatted it. And I was like, no way. Yep. There's no way Trump appointed two of the Bush lawyers. Yep. He did. And then, and then get this. Clarence Thomas, you think he's got a bone to pick with Joe oh, Biden? Oh, man. Go back to the 90s and watch those videos if you haven't seen it. Dude, disgusting. Do you see what disgusting. Clarence Thomas said to Joe Biden no, what? in the 90s? Oh, my God. I can't dude. repeat what he said. Whoa. No. He said it was, I'll give you the gist. He said it was a, what, what did he call it? A, 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 a high-tech lynching. A high-tech lynching. Cyber lynching, something like For that. Yeah. Not, not cyber. Was, yeah. yeah. Yep, because. Who said that to who? Clarence Thomas? Clarence Thomas, when they were accusing him of, what was it, like sexual assault or something? Yep. Harassment. He, Harassment. He was, they were, they, he was nominated for the Supreme Court and that they ran him through the coals, accusing him of being this harasser. And he Kevin said Biden. it was, a, it was essentially a lynching to stop uppity blacks. That's what Clarence Thomas, Thomas said. And so now there's a meme going around of Clarence Thomas with his eyes glowing. And it says, I've been waiting 30 years for this moment, Joe. Oh. Yep. I believe that would impugn the honor of Clarence Thomas, though. I think he can rule impartially for and sure. set aside. Uh, he can rule on the merits. What about Kavanaugh? You don't think he's got a bone oh, to pick, dude? With guess who? Kay Harris. Kamala Harris. She was one of the worst in those yep. hearings. I watched every second. And he was on the verge riveted. of tears. I was crying in my house, on my couch, watching him. It was mostly when he started talking about how he got he couldn't coach his girls, his daughter's basketball team anymore because of all this nonsense. And I had recently just lost my little league with my son. So it really hit home for me. But I'll never forget that moment because that's when I really saw evil, evil. Yeah. And I yep. saw and I saw the language of radical feminism and intersectionality and critical race theory all coming out of the mouths of these senators at a hearing for a Supreme Court justice. And that was the moment that I knew that the culture war that I had been observing for 10 years was not just some crazy tinfoil thing. It had made it all the way into judiciary hearings, like confirmation of the of the Supreme Court justice. And it was just terrifying to me. So if anybody remembers how much of a B K Harris can be, it is Brett Kavanaugh, dude. I think you just need to remember the face that Brett Kavanaugh had made when he was in ne nearly in tears and his wife was, was, was nearly oh, in tears yeah. watching it happen. This is a guy who was already vetted to be on the courts. Right. He, when he became a federal judge, they vetted him. They were going through it again. They were digging through his yearbook. They were digging through his, his calendar from high school. You drink beer. What does that mean? And they were berating him and implying on TV that he was he was part of a group that would line up outside of bedrooms and drug women and take turns, if you know what I mean. And that is insane. Yeah. The, the, the accusations, the people banging on the door screaming. I got to be honest. I think after 30 years, maybe Clarence Thomas is like, ah, oh, it's been 30 years. Brett Kavanaugh's like, that was a year and a half ago. Yeah. He's still, he's <laughs> it, was, still it was two years I ago. I think whatever happens, they're going to stick to the letter of the law. Like, and if that means that Trump has them on a technicality, I think they'll rule in Trump's favor. Yep. I agree. It's not, it's not so much about a technicality. It's about, so, uh, it's it, interestingly, we're seeing the media's desperate attempt to, to sweep this under the rug. There was a tweet from some, some journalists saying Trump flat out admits it or something. And it's a transcript from one of the lawsuits where they were like, the judge asked them point blank if they were fraud, and they said no. And then all these lefties are high-fiving each other. That's an attempt to trick people into thinking Trump's lying. The lawsuit was about improper ballots, not fraud. So the judge said, I'm asking you right now, was there fraud? And the lawyer said, to my, to my knowledge, no. They're trying to make it seem The like second part of that was confusing because it said, is there impropriety in the voting? And it also said no. Because Right, because what he's arguing is... 
these people made a mistake. Their ballots don't count. And so the point I'm bringing up is technicalities. It's, it doesn't matter if it's a technicality. What matters is the argument from the lawyer was it's in the, 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 the legal code. We must adhere to the legal code. You're going to hear a different opinion from different people as to why it's in the legal code. So they were doesn't like, matter. Is it's this, in there for a reason. Is he, is he arguing A? No. Is he arguing B? No. And then they stopped. But what he was arguing was C. It was also, it was also a problem. No, he, he says arguing. this. He they says, just didn't even ask him about if that's no, 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 what no, no, he was no. doing. You must have missed the page of the transcript. He says it. He says it's in the I code. I did miss the page, yeah. He says it's in the code. And for whatever reason, we can speculate. It's, it's in the code. He, he, he basically said, you can ask me why it's there. You can ask me why I think this violation warrants a disqualification, and it's irrelevant. The law says without this, disqualified, and he's correct. It's not. It's not up to the to, to the uh, to us to determine the intent. It's like here's the law. Here's here's what it says about the ballots and how they're supposed to be processed. If you don't do it, the ballot doesn't. Count right, so fraud's a specific legal term. And oh yeah, fraud. Not, fraud is, dis, guess, is deception. Yeah. We're, we're talking about people who didn't <laughs> Just put their to be clear people who who didn't put their addresses on the ballots. I see. So the ballots are trash. Okay. Yeah. That's what that particular. Okay. So about. where I'm at is plug in a couple holes of the dam. I think that's the what side I'm on in the metaphor. But I'm not going to stand there and get blasted by a rush of water. If it looks like it's not going to work, I'm not going to keep screaming to, to make sure Biden fails and that we got to go after hammer and school. We got to find. I'm just going to say if it doesn't work, I'm, I'm, I'm bowing out and I'm focusing on the solution for the next election, which I think is online. There won't Blockchain be a next election. Voting. Oh, there'll be another election. But it, it, listen, if if they can legally violate a court, if they can violate a court order and get away with it, you think someone's going to be able to win legitimately next time? If if they if yeah yeah how well legitimate's a they can, loaded term right now. Um, they 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 violated a court firstly, order. Firstly, that is a big if. If they if they pull off some nonsense, that's a big problem. So so right now, let's say that Trump goes to court and says. They violated the court order and counted these ballots. And now because they've already been removed from the envelopes, we can't reverse the process and observe. So you think if the letter, if the, if the law is upheld right now, that Trump will win? I don't know. Like, like are you saying if that you, if, if from you, what you see, the, situation. the court order. Yeah. From what you if see, the of- court agrees with Trump. So here's the problem. First of all. Assuming it's true, they counted 450,000 ballots. That's the statement from the legal from the legal team. It, it, just because they filed the lawsuit doesn't mean that's what happened. Assuming that's the case, we do know what's true is they counted without observers being able to watch within the distance uh, uh, the, the court said. That's confirmed. Because there's videos of people there with binoculars saying they won't let us pass this barricade and they're 100 feet from us. The court said six. We don't know what the number is. Here's the problem. If the court says we don't care they violated the court order these ballots are good, you incentivize legit fraud. Because now everyone's like, <laughs> we, could, we, could, we could shuffle in a bunch of boxes and count them and they won't do anything about it? <laughs> Done. If they do stop it, there's also a problem. If they say these ballots are spoiled, then you could create a situation where you trick people into destroying ballots on accident. How would you do that? So you get people to open the ballots without an observer. Then you file a suit saying, you see what I mean? Yeah. That one's more circuitous. So ultimately, I err on the side of if the ballots were counted with in violation of a court order, you can't count them. You can't. We have, we have a security process and a legal observation process, a public observation process for a reason. Individuals can walk in and watch because we want to make sure there's integrity and we're being honest. If somebody is is doing something in secret when it's supposed to be for the public, 
the public has a right to know what they're doing with our resources. We have, we have FOIA, right? The Freedom of Information Act. We can request the government give us documents on things, and then they argue why they should or shouldn't, and then they redact stuff, and then they give it out. When it comes to our elections, we need to know that we can watch publicly. That's what I was suggesting earlier. Maybe the vote tallies are up here online. The only problem with that is you need an internet connection on these machines, and that could be, you know, problematic. But I think a lot of the data was published online in increments from various uh, outlets. The, ultimately, what I'm saying is we wouldn't need observers if as soon as someone put the ballot in, it appeared Boom, like here's the vote, here's the person, who's what, here's what it's for. The problem is ballots are secret, you know, for a reason. People wouldn't vote for Trump if ballots were public. They'd be terrified. No, Everyone would find out, so it, they won't do it'd it. It'd be nice if you didn't see what the vote was for, but all the information was public, like the, the social security number was public. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Everyone's social security is public. You no. Can't, it's like just your, your you know, dog you know, tag. It doesn't you know matter LifeLock? if people know what your number is. You know LifeLock? Yeah, the like, they, they uh, did identity a, theft. He did that commercial where yeah. he had a truck driving out with a social security number on it, and he was like, I'm safe. And then he got his identity stolen like 14 times. <laughs> Dude, because you're not. You can't no publish No one is going to be able to keep their social security number secret in this world. Well, it's too yeah, easy but to get no, you might as well just use them no, dude. Can, or, or build a new a second type of number that we can use for some that. criminals can figure out your social security number. So we might as well publish everyone. Well, we got to use a, a personal ID code uh, along with a barcode that shows who you voted for. And only you can scan that. Or we, barcode. Or we just he, redact everything but who the vote was for. Ian actually makes a good point here <laughs> in that all information will become known eventually. Like our network, the whole way that our society is going all information is going to end up being public, right? You can't, you know, rely on anonymity. You can't rely on things being said in secret. You know, if you're secure enough now, you should start preparing yourself for the idea that all information is going to be publicly known. They may not be now, but it, it's coming. Use right? a password manager. Bitwarden is a good one. <laughs> um, it's it's open source software and it keeps your encrypted password. Uh, you need a master password to log into it. It's let's, better let's, than keeping your passwords on, like, your browser. Let's mm. kick this conversation up to the next level. Oh, my God. Here we go. Trump fires defense secretary in post-election <laughs> reckoning after policy splits. He didn't just get rid of defense secretary Mark Esper. He got rid of, like, the top brass of the Pentagon. Yeah. And you know what the, you know what these leftists are saying and journalists are saying? This is him stacking the, the deck with loyalists as he plans a coup. And I got to say... I don't know why Trump would fire these people a few months before he's supposed to vacate, assuming he loses. Maybe he's just operating, assuming he's going to win. But the rumor was he was going to fire them after he got reelected. He's doing it during what what may end up being a lame duck session, which makes me wonder about what might happen and why he needs to get rid of people who may be, you know, he may have issues with. I don't know. I'm not ready to go there, but I will admit that in reading uh, about the terminations and about some of the personnel placement that's been put over at the Pentagon in varying uh, positions of power, chief of staff, some others, knowing that there's some real hardcore Trump loyalists being placed over at Defense Department, it did make me wonder just why. Now, one of the first Ooh. questions that come to mind is like, is there any precedent? Has an outgoing uh, president had a change of you know house and leadership at the end of the term? Maybe there's some reason for it. I don't know. I bet there's a reason. But just thinking about some of the people who were placed over there, 
and uh and just it just makes you wonder who did he plays he plays cash patel who's that uh cash patel uh worked with devin nunez during the Russiagate uh phenomenon <laughs> you know scandal and he was present uh in the in the house hearings i believe and and was there and witnessed the evidence and the testimony that was presented and all the guys coming in and they all said to him you know to the hearing that there's no evidence of any collusion or whatever. And then he, you know, was part of sort of the whistleblowing process and the, the Nunez memo that came out and all of that. And so, uh, he, he definitely been putting in a lot of hard work on behalf of the Republic. Let's not forget. This is not, it's not like a Trump loyalist that went and did something that was wrong. No, he's unearthing information about wrongdoing done by the Democratic Party. So he's working on behalf of the citizens of the United States, people that voted Donald Trump in office and anyone who respects the rule of law in America. That said, he's a proven, you know, Trump loyalist, and uh, he's been placed over at chief of staff of some high up office at Defense Department. <laughs> and now I have no idea why. And I know there's people in my network that are probably mad that I'm talking about this. I don't know. I have questions. It's publicly information, available information. It's not like uh, I'm revealing anything, but you do have to wonder why. I'm going to go with that. There's a real normal procedural I don't know. issue. Normalcy bias. This. I, I got some questions Normalcy about bias. the Pentagon. So, um. Are they in control of the FBI and the CIA? <laughs> That's Department of Justice. Yeah, okay, Department so of Defense. No. Um, I think that he's was upset with the way that the Pentagon handled this voting thing and believes that there's all sorts of impropriety and fraud. This is Department of Defense. This is like Afghanistan, Iraq, it. Iran. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe so you, I'm wrong. So, so the DOJ is handling the vote fraud stuff, and the top uh, DOJ guy resigned when Bill Barr issued a memo on investigating vote fraud claims. So the Pentagon is defense. So now they're saying like Trump is going to make a move in Iran or something like that. I don't know what he's doing, but uh, there's no way. Does he it would sound do that. like does it sound like counting heads? Counting heads for what? Like who's with me? Who's not? That's, yeah. So in a civil yeah. in, in a civil war or a coup. Oh geez. Before yeah, this, he wants the Department of Defense on his side. Before the civil war breaks out, the top leaders of each faction start counting heads. Who? Which departments do I have? Matt Taibbi wrote about this in October. The counting heads phase is when you've got the, the, the commander general or whatever who's like, I'm going to take over. And you got the president and they start calculating, what do I have? I have the Department of Defense. I have the chief of police. I don't have the FBI to figure out where their loyalists are and what assets they have in the event of a coup, civil war, whatever. But also you said he was going to fire these people anyway. And now the rumor, the rumor was once he got reelected, he was going to fire, um, with Gina Haspel, uh, Chris, Chris Ray of the FBI. So she's, uh, she, she was, um, uh, what was Haspel? She was a NSA. I don't no, recall. No. I know that Christopher Ray has to go though. Yeah. He was the FBI. And then Esper is the, he was the defense secretary, was he? Yeah. Christopher Ray is the one who's got his head up his own butt about white supremacy being the most dangerous domestic threat that we face. Like get out of town, buddy. Yeah, right. It's climate change, isn't it? I'm just, I'm just kidding. Isn't it giant asteroids? <laughs> Jeep pajama man. Haspel is CIA. She was the head of the CIA. So he's just got rid of these people anyway before it becomes official. If it does, that Biden is president elect. He doesn't want to do it after that because it's going to look really shady. Um, so I think he's just getting it out of the way. Hmm. What, what, what do you mean? If, if, if Donald Trump lost, then his only opportunity is to do it right now. I'm sorry. It, if Donald Trump loses the election, he, he, the, the results are in for Biden. If Donald Trump doesn't get certified the winner, his only opportunity to remove Haspel, Esper, and Ray is right now. Before January 4th. 
Well, I, I guess, okay, he could wait till January 4th. Yeah, and he would look like a criminal if he was Why? doing it after the vote tally was already in Biden's favor. It's oh, like, I, see, I see, I see. You yeah. mean after January 14th? I mean, I'm sorry, December 14th. December 14th. After the yeah. certification yeah. process. So just get it out of the way. That's what it seems Maybe. like. Maybe. But then, what, they could rehire him if they want. I know. And that, they will. That's why they I'm, would. But, but Trump replaced them with loyalists. So that's Dude, a different Trump's question. Trump's a megalomaniac. No, what Trump's problem is, the biggest number one problem, aside from whatever his personality issues may be, is his personnel and hiring decisions. Oh, God. I know. Number, they're not good. Number yeah. one Bolton. problem. John Bolton. What was he thinking? No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the thousands of political appointees, the deep, the staffers here and there and there, and just the people who are in the White House or in West Wing yep. who are like MAGA for real, like who are down with the cause and volunteered on the campaign and part of the network that launched Trump into power. They are, you can like count them on a short list and they yeah. are isolated and they've been fighting and battling the bureaucracy and they call it the deep state. Same thing. People that didn't want to see their agenda get pushed through, whether they're leftover Democrats or GOP establishment people or just milquetoast conservatives that weren't ready for a right, you know, right side revolution that Trump represented. And he's been fighting that all along. Number one criticism everybody's made it of him is the personnel. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, if only he would have just fired people that he didn't think were doing what he wanted a long time ago and you just know, put the right people in a place from the jump and stood up for Flynn and all. Uh, he was, mind. he was jammed up in the beginning though. Yeah. He sure with, was. with Russiagate. He yeah. couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't fire half these people. And I wonder, you know, uh, what he who he would have hired who he would have fired i i certainly think he would have fired comey and a bunch of people immediately but they they argued that would have been obstruction of justice and then when he did they launched the investigation against him to stop him from doing this yeah. the russiagate stuff was looming before we had a special prosecutor right indeed then they retaliated because it was he fired comey and that sparked the, right. the start of it right yeah it sure did then comey was like i remember trump said this and i wrote it down and it's like that's not proof he said it like that's crazy <laughs> you know? right i just wrote it down yeah. but you know I hate to say it, but you kind of have to hand it to the Democrats, man. They have run, I mean, a really hard campaign. They lost the election. They weren't going to stand for it. They were going to prevent Trump from doing whatever, you know, Trump wanted. They've been fighting and fighting and fighting dirty and fighting consistently, and they have not given up, and they're still not giving up, and they're still pushing on. I mean, they have some stamina. There's no oh, yeah. question. Well, they have. A, it's the media. They have the media on their side. Yeah. They have establishment media saying everything. I mean, uh, even Daily Mail, they wrote an article about the 234 pages pages of testimony statements from these uh, uh witnesses and the way the daily mail framed it was was remarkable it was like they took the worst of the accusations and made a joke out of it ignoring uh or they, they, they took the silliest ignoring the worst so i'm seeing a bunch of leftists on twitter do this and it's probably because they're dumb and they just want to rile up their base but they're saying things like this guy is arguing that the military shouldn't vote for biden in, in one statement, the guy says, I saw a military ballot that was for Biden. That struck me as odd. And they're laughing at him like, what an idiot. Then you have one where a woman says, my son's been dead for eight years, but somehow he's listed as voting in the election twice. They ignore that one. Wow. And that's in what the RNC has released or what Trump can't pay or whoever has, has released in 234 pages. The RNC says they have 11,000 people who have come forward with claims of fraud. Yeah. Do we just say we ignore 11,000? No, we pay attention or to is, all of Or them. is the RNC lying? What do you do when the second biggest political party in this country says we have 11,000 people coming forward? This is not some random tinfoil hat guy yelling there was fraud in the election. Right. This is literally the second biggest political party in the country saying we have evidence, we have witnesses. <laughs> you have to honor it. I, for sure, for sure. But I mean, beyond that, it says something truly terrifying about the direction we're headed. 
like as as if if the Republicans win this and it turns out there was fraud and the Democrats cheated, the Democrats are going to be like, oh, you got us. <laughs> Good game, everybody. We'll play again next time. <laughs> no. What are they going to do if they get caught and they actually did something? Yeah. What are the Republicans going to do if it turns out they were lying the whole time and there was no evidence and they're just trying to scam the election? Yeesh. Either outcome is terrifying. Yeah. I mean, look. I do remember seeing a, uh, a collection of clips from Fox News. I think they were talking about the Stacey Abrams thing a couple of years ago. Fox News all saying all the same things today about challenging this and challenging that. Or no, it was like, why are you challenging? Just accept that. You know, right. like, everybody will say whatever they need to say to, to get win. their guy in the power. There's no question about it. But if we can go the hard da data analytic route with hard evidence, narrow down the mass pool of votes, narrow it down to people that, that, that have circumstances that are questionable, narrow that down, narrow it down, narrow it down, and then you're going to find, you will find instances of fraud and malfeasance. There's no question about it. But we, it's like we live in a country that's so big now that little instances of violence here and there, when they get put up on social media, it makes it look like there's violence everywhere. It makes right. it look like all the cities in every in every state are all burning down to the ground. It makes it look like all the whole city of Minneapolis is burned to the ground, but it's not. Or in DC that they're rioting all over the whole city, but they're not. It's a lot. It's frequent. It's damaging. It's bad, but it's not everywhere. So I imagine with this is the same thing. We'll have large numbers here where like, Hey, there's so many people voting. What are we up to? 140 million or something? By Almost now? 150. Almost 150 million yeah. people. What if like 0.001% of them are screwy? That's still a ton. Yep. One and a half million people. Yeah. It's still a ton. Something like that. No, right? It's, it's, it's fewer than that. 15,000. You can find thousands and thousands of instances, even I think probably in any circumstance. It doesn't mean it was okay back then. Yeah. And it's definitely not okay now. And this is a good chance as any, you know, if the Democrats had any real gumption or if they were actually dedicated to the United States of America, they would say, well, you know, one good thing is going to come out of Donald Trump. We are going to really once and for all get to the bottom of potential election fraud, election malfeasance. We're going to get this system tightened up and we're not going to let this crap happen again in the future. But they're not saying that. No, they're saying stop. Yeah. Don't look. Don't look. Don't That's do. the worst sign. That is the worst sign that they have absolutely no 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 basis in value. So and you know it's really bleh, so uh Democrats. prefacing all of this with partisanship. I've, I I've it's said insane. it over I've said it over and over. Uh this is this is what I brought up about brought up about what Vox was saying. Everything right now is on track for Joe Biden to be certified, inaugurated, all that stuff. These lawsuits have not had any traction to the point where we could say something might change. As it stands now, we, we all kind of expect it's going to be Joe Biden. That being said, what if, you know, with Trump changing, uh, just, for, just for, for entertaining the conversation, not like I think it's, a, a, you know, a, it's a lottery ticket's chance, if, if at all. What, what happens if Trump doesn't leave and he's, he gets rid of these, you know, different heads of different departments, puts in loyalists, and then come, you know, the 14th or whatever, he says no. They'll You're, be writing about it for a, a thousand years. You'll have 77 million leftists or whatever saying Trump is the dictator who's trying to stage a coup. You'll have all the Trump supporters saying, you know, no, Trump is stopping them from staging a coup. This is how it goes when there's a civil war or a coup. Both sides accuse each other of being the villain stealing the, the yes. power. Yes. You need to dispel partisan politics and... Good luck, Look, dude. That's the only way.
this ridiculous that people want to be in a tribe. They, they want to knew be in a group. that this was going to happen the back right when they were writing the damn constitution, man. Factions. Yeah, really. And George Washington would, if he was running for president as the Democrat right now, he would say, <laughs> let's do the right thing. Let's look at the law and follow uh, the law. To its well, he gave up. They want him to be king. And he said, no. Right, right. No, we need a legitimate system. Right, right, I will right. sacrifice my own but good some of these, for the system. Some of these presidents very shortly after were, I think Aaron Burr was accused of being uh, an honorless man who was in it only for himself and his own ego. And that's part of what sparked the duel between him and Hamilton, which ultimately killed Hamilton, was because he was viewed as a narcissist who wanted power. How I'm just talking exist. about Washington, You have man. to be. You cannot become elected president unless you are a narcissist drunk. I don't think power. so. George <laughs> like Washington Trump. was pretty unique. He might have been a narcissist. Dude, it's the no, first no, no, one, on. bro. It's the first one. Yeah, Is George, exactly? Washington doesn't count because no. we just we just finished this, this revolutionary war and they said, how about you? And he goes, I don't want to be president. Well, we need somebody. You're the exactly. general. It's fine. Dude, dude, my we put up in my daughter's room a, a list of all the presidents. There's 45 of them up there, and around each of the presidents is a color that represents their political party. All of the presidents have a have a color on their frame, all of them, except for one. George Washington didn't yeah. have a party. He you don't need one. He was. You're no, there, my was there was no. There, we don't need him anymore. You can't. You can't keep referencing it. It's the first one. It's totally different. A unique circumstance that will never be lived ever again. Well, we're in a unique circumstance now with the internet video. One that's, guy that's, that's, can that's get a hundred million. That's not an argument. What are you saying? You don't need a political party, dude. You have powerful special interests, and you have a machine with billions of dollars. You will not get on your own. All they can buy is influence. Even even Ross Perot, he could only you know he, he did pretty well the first time you know Ross it, it was he got, Bill, he got Bill Clinton along and he was an old yeah, not true. that charismatic guy George Bush without the internet that. yeah if it wasn't for if it wasn't Ross Perot for Ross Perot and then he ran again I think at eight percent that was that was impressive I'm, for an independent I'm not he was even a, talking, he's a billion, he was a billionaire wasn't he Teddy yeah. Roosevelt won as a third party I'm not talking about a third party I'm talking about no party you don't need a political party All right, you just look, need a few look, al look, few friends to run with you you don't even need that dude. Trump took over and hijacked the Republican Party because you need a party to get elected and you need a party, dude, to govern. Of and, course. And you need a and cabinet. The, and a this was Trump's downfall is that he didn't actually have a party when he came right. to Washington to govern. And he assumed the Republicans had his back. Exactly. So, no, there's no way you get oh, they, in there without having a political party and a machine they, and they, apparatus behind it's all, they, they, call, they, call they did the personality, have his, man. They did have his back, though. You know, they had a knife in his back. Yeah, right. They didn't have his back in the way most people assume. No. And that was, I think, man, I Trump was naive. He 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 went yes. in thinking these guys, okay, I won. I'm the president now. You know, I, I was saying this the other day, but I remember I was outside of this building where Trump was meeting with GOP leadership. And we knew back then in D.C. that it was like a big deal that Trump won and they hated his guts. So he was going to meet with Republican leadership and they were going to talk. And I knew right then, I'm like, I know what's happening. Trump got, he's in it, Escalade, he pulls in, he sits down at the table, and you got a bunch of Republicans, and they go, okay, Trump, now here's how things work. And he goes, no, I'm the president, here's how things go, I'm telling you. And they were like, uh. It reminds me of, uh, I don't know if, have, have you guys watched the new Rick and Morty episode? No, not got, the latest, no. Not, not the latest one, but the one where it's the, uh, it's the, the Rick, uh, the new city, the Citadel of Ricks or whatever. Oh, no, 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 I, I don't know. It's uh, Evil Morty has the election and wins. Okay. And then he walks in and all the Ricks are laughing like, you actually think you're in charge because you were elected? And then he goes, how many of you think this way? Raise your hand. And then he like snaps his finger and they shoot all the unloyal guys. <laughs> it reminds me kind of like that, except Trump didn't you know, kill a bunch of people. But Trump, I'm assuming he walked in and they said, here's how things work. We're the party. 
here's what we want you to do. And Trump was like, no. And he's still saying no. Because you, you have to imagine, like, th- there was a story in the Hill, I think I mentioned it, where they said a deal for Trump to leave the White House. I'm sure he said no. Yeah. I'm the president. He's got a vision. He wants to do something. He ran for a reason, and he, and he means it. I think it's hilarious they tried pushing off this narrative that Trump never wanted to win. When he filed the paperwork for MAGA in 2012, four years before he ran, and then he filed for re-election the moment he got elected. Yeah, he's been intending to run for a long time. Yeah, he's been talking about since the 90s, I think. Yeah, and he had run at least two times beforehand as well. Yeah, which, reform party though, right? Yeah, which I had always thought were just publicity stunts, whatever, whatever, which is kind of what I thought back uh, on the es- you know the escalator incident. I kind of thought all oh, this was just a little bit of uh, you know publicity and he would just you know, kind of go back. But this was the time. The wave was there. It wasn't right for him the other times, you know, like the world hadn't gotten crazy enough. Things hadn't gotten bad enough. We hadn't been fed up enough yet with the uniparty to decide like which one of these 17 guys up here is going to bust up the establishment. And then they picked Trump to do it. Kanye West could do it. They didn't have have Twitter before either, really. Not until 2010. Um, And he hadn't done his TV show until when did The Apprentice end? When did he leave The Apprentice? So, I don't know, but we all watched The Apprentice. Everybody watched The Apprentice. Super famous person with social media can get elected all yeah, but through a, a party. Well, he joined Bernie's, a party. He didn't have to. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't, dude. Why do you think well, Bernie you think? runs as a Democrat, dude? Because he's an idiot. No, he should have run independent. Okay, uh, I was thinking back. Was sorry. I was thinking. <laughs> you should have told Hillary, <laughs> take it. Suck it. I'm going to run as an independent as soon as it found out that her, her server, that they were trying to end him and he would have won. No, it would have split the Demo- He would have dominated vote. that election. 40% of Democrats identify as pro- uh, progressive as of 2018. So they, many of them would have defected. Many of them would say, I don't want to risk Trump winning, but it would split the vote for sure. Yeah. Tr- all the people, half the Trump's voters would have voted for him. The Democrats are fractured and the Republicans are unified. Indeed, on that, yep. that is yep. for sure. Strong which statement. Is, which is it's a fact. Which well, is the Republicans another. are shattered with Trump's their fucking their freaking head man. No, it's, and they've it, got no, Mitch no, McConnell listen, in I'm the citing, party. I'm, I'm, I'm citing Pew and Economist data that shows yes. the Republican Party has coalesced around a core central ideal. But he's, ideals. he's talking about the people, the people of the party, not the president. The president and the party apparatus are not aligned. But the voters and the president right. clearly are. Yes. Oh, I see. On the Democrat side, it's split into two mounds of progressive. Yeah, that's and for sure. <laughs> so if you if you break those up, and they're, they're literally two different parties. They seriously are. Yeah. You've got union, working class, corporate, weird amalgam. It's like Joe Biden represents the I'll say whatever I have to say to convince people to vote for me. Then you have progressives who are like socialism all the way, literally. And they, I guess they try to deny it, but it's ridiculous. They, they don't agree. You, 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 like the, 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 Joe Biden's a capitalist. He loves going and making all that sweet money through his name and his family names and his kid out to make cash for him and his brother and Yeah, Iraq. but if you're a communist, you can make even for more sure. money That's off true. your That's sweet true. name. And, and power. if you're a communist, you can call yourself a Democrat and run as the Democratic nominee. Well, so here's, here's the big problem. I see it. Joe Biden doesn't represent anybody as far as I'm concerned. Right. Like, who, 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 nobody wanted Joe Biden. You know what I mean? Like, settle people, for Biden. Exactly. Settle for Biden. So here's what I, here's what I see. Most, Liberals, traditional liberals are not active. They're not paying attention. And they're, they're, well, I should say these are passive liberals. These are people who probably have similar uh, policy positions to, to us, to all of us, actually. 
and they're not paying attention. So you have very, very politically active progressives that dominate the narrative over and over again. You then have your only option outside of them to not be a conservative is like the likes of Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, and they're awful old crony corporate establishment politicians. There is no moderate liberal populist. You either have Trump, which is right populism, and then you have Bernie, who joined the ranks of the corporate Democrats, I guess. But my choice right now, what do I have? Do I vote for this for the for the the lunatic socialist woke people? No. But then I'm like, I'm not going to vote for Biden. I guess I got to vote for Trump. No, here's the choice that people made. And I was thinking about this back when you mentioned, like, how is it that Biden got more votes than Barack Obama, right? Back in what, 2008? So 12 years later, is are the demographic changes so profound that we're going to turn out that many people? No. More people turn out for Joe Biden than to turn out for the, you know, the first black president of the United States. But he was a celebrity, dude. He was, he was, Obama. Barack Obama was a celebrity. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna, let, not. Let, me get, let me get to the point <laughs> yeah. here. So the point actually is that the choice that the Democrats were faced with was this. Do I want to be mentally tortured for another four years by my own party? The Democratic Party and the Democratic media have tortured, gaslit, and abused the Democratic voter. For four years by telling them that this guy, mm. Donald Trump, who everybody loved in 2014, who was on The Apprentice and with Oprah and with Jesse Jackson and getting awards from NAACP and the whole thing. And we're going to say all of a sudden he's a racist. He's Hitler. He's the end of the world. He's authoritarian. You should be scared. You should be terrified. You should be freaking out. The Democratic Party beat their own voters into voting for whomever they decided. The only choice the Democrats had was please make it stop. And they didn't know. They don't know what it is. But it really they're just saying, please make it stop. And where's the abuse coming from? It's not coming from Trump's policies. It's not coming from the actions of the Republican Party. It's not coming from MAGA patriots blowing up cities and rioting all over the place. No, the torture is coming from the Democrats. They're doing it to their own people. With their foot soldiers in the street with Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all this chaos and saying to people, if you don't vote for our guy, you're going to let Hitler take over the country. And they're just like, please make it stop. They're all deranged and broken down on purpose. That's the only choice. And where are we at now? The media is saying the election's over. Joe Biden won. Submit. Submit. Even though we haven't gone through state certification let alone choosing electors, let alone certifying the electoral results. Congress has to then certify the results after that. We've gone through none of the traditional constitutional processes, and they're already saying, shut your mouth, Joe Biden is the president-elect. We talk a lot about corporate media political collusion on this, just in life in general and on this show. Do you think they were incrementally moving towards a better place, a solution where that kind of thing isn't happening. No, dude, power is being concentrated. Countries being polarized. Networks are being fortified and hardened. And our separations are going beyond political movements and now into tribes. And it's all being fueled by money and corporate sponsors and curators and influencers and the media and everybody pushing us into these horribly ostracized tribes based on empathetic triggers that make us want to hate each other. No, it's not getting any better. Who's doing it? It's an, it's an emergent phenomenon. Yeah. It's, there's not one old guy 
you know, pulling all the marionette strings. Yeah, no, they it's go an, after Soros. But it's, it's an not... emergent phenomenon. Sure, Soros has done stuff on he's the record. He's part of the emergence. You see, right? He's part of it. It's this. All of the billionaires. They all have an alignment currently, and it's playing out. They want to diminish the power of the federal government. I know people aren't talking about that as much. The Democrats don't touch the corporations. They don't do anything with antitrust. BLM, Antifa want to see the government diminished. The socialists want to see a government like a revolution. Well, the, the, I, I, the, I disagree. They want the power of the government for themselves. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah they want, well, they want to change the way that we're doing things, right? Yeah. The critical race theorists want to just deconstruct the entire apparatus that is existing. And so all of them have the same common interest, which is diminish the power of the federal government. And that's why they're all on the same team right now. You know, I, 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 I disagree, though. I like the idea of, of diminishing federal government authority. Or taking their power. Sure, down. but they're doing it to exert their own power over us. Corporate power, race they're, power, all that fear. I, trying I, to vampirize I, I, it. No, I see them as infiltrating these institutions yeah. and government for power. I, I feel like you look at the media the military. and you look at the New York Times. The New York Mag just wrote this big piece about how there's a ton of people at the New York Times like worried that it's become a woke activist brigade. You have enough people of this new religion, you know, uh, intersectionality, where they can stage a coup internally at these companies. Because I think, you, like you mentioned, most people are like, I don't know, I just, you know, just leave me out of it, I guess. Yeah. No, and it's then, already happened. The coup has already happened. Right. It happened through HR departments. Is it the, is it the, is it the, the, the Vatican through the British government trying what? to retake the American people back? No. Like they're trying to, what are you talking we, about? We, we separated from the British crown in, in 1776 <laughs> and there's a lot of British crown money in the Vatican. And are bro, they trying bro, to take bro, the United bro. States you back? Just, you just, is it the British? Another, wait, just, hey, I'm no. allowed to say that the United States said, Goodbye, British Crown, and we revolted against them. What does are that they, have to do? Are they trying to take the United States back? No. Are you sure? It, yes. I mean, I'm just, I'm just grabbing at straws. That literally. Who are these is people? Nothing. Who is anywhere. this emergent? Why is this emergence happening to the United States government? Because there are people who are in the United States who have gotten jobs in these in, in these departments who have an ideology and want to exert it, it's, and they're aligned with their it's own It's not tribe. just people in the United States. It's global corporations are doing this. They're, they're doing it because the U.S. has money, and they're seeing what people are posting on social media. Twitter has created a machine that incentivizes people to cancel you because they can put their PayPal But the U.S. The doesn't have money. The U.S. borrows money from okay, a dude, federal bank. Federal to do with what federal you said. From a you, private you are bank. literally saying random I'm things I'm wondering, right <laughs> why is this emergence trying to take hold of the American bro, bro, government bro, right it's, now? It's international. Wokeism is everywhere. Corporations are everywhere. It's just a matter in some of those countries, the general population is along for the ride. In the United States, we are not, we're not like that. When I say diminish uh, government power in, in this alliance, there are some people that want to seize control of the government, right? For their own ends, whether, and then it's like exerting the government influence to their benefit. But then there's other people that want to seize control of the government so that the government doesn't do anything. Yeah. So that they can just keep doing what they're doing. The corporations can right. ro run around unmolested. Right. The Ameri so it's either they're trying to take a hold of the U.S. military or they're trying to destroy the U.S. Constitution. Well, they are trying to destroy the Constitution. That's so, for sure. Yeah. And why is this international corporation group that, trying to destroy the U.S. Constitution? What, what are you talking about? No, destroying the U.S. Constitution is just like a byproduct of the fact that they want, well, to, they've that said, they want to keep their power. They've said get rid of the constitution. It was a new Republic article saying the, the left should actively campaign against the written constitution of the United States. Sure. Like, that would be, and it's because they want to ban speech and it's because they want to maintain power. And if you can't share ideas, those ideas can't persist. You know, I'm sorry for bringing up the British crown. I, I just think 
the power structure of a monarchy bothers me. And I wonder if this corporate thing is, is similar to that. No. And they want to destroy this freedom mechanism of the U.S. Constitution so that they can exert top-down authority. That, not, none of that has anything Sorry, to do with I said with that real crudely with, to you, real mean. With, 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 it has nothing to do with what, emergence in any way. Em, emergence is a person goes on Twitter and says, uh, Jack Murphy is alt-right. He gets a million retweets, and then he goes, <laughs> send me money through PayPal. And he realizes, wow, if I call people all right, I can put my PayPal link and get money. Then a bunch of people start realizing they can do this. So they all start doing it at the same time. Then Coca-Cola goes on a Twitter and goes, whoa, they really like it when you call people all right. Coca-Cola, we don't like the alt right either. They're targeting what the, you know, the, the big corporations are putting money behind what they see and what they think. You've got Democrats that are doing the same thing. A Democratic politician comes on and says, wow, a lot of people are talking about the alt right. I oppose them. Vote for me. Now, all of a sudden, you've built this twisted, weird culture around nonsensical cancel culture and woke ideas because on Twitter, it made people money. Then 92% of the population who don't prescribe to these beliefs are like, what? I'm not voting for that guy. And then the Republicans, are, they're on track to win what, like 12 seats in the House now? Because they're like, this is ridiculous and makes no sense. The crazy thing about it, though, is it started to go into the HR departments. And now regular people who are like, I don't care about Twitter and cancel culture, walk into their workplace one day and someone says, oh, you're not checking your privilege. And they're like, wait a minute. Yep. What is this? Now, I think. Or when you see it in your children's curriculum at school, forcing when, your kids to have courageous conversations and sit in their witness. Yeah. Or when they, uh, your kids come home and call you racist. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like I've touched onto something with this this collusion to destroy the U.S. Constitution, that it's a big global scheme to get rid of the U.S. Constitution. No, but now the you're United going States, way too far. The United States is unique. It's a free state. And it would, if we proliferated this concept across the world. They've tried. We've tried, bro. Well, we <laughs> can keep all over the place. People don't want it. People don't want Not it. Not by force. By culture. We've no. tried. We tried. Oh, no. By, by culture, yeah. People have adopted our, mo our movies, our language. music, our video games, computer program languages using English. And it's popular. People like Hollywood. They like movies. They yep. like being able to walk around outside and not get shot. They like it. Okay. You're onto something in one regard. I'll give you this one sliver here that the corporations definitely are working to build a supranational, you know, sort of network that can transcend domestic laws. That's what they want. Right. And they want a trading system that's independent of this, of the states and can just do whatever they want. That's why they set up these, you know, the, the super, the, the quasi governmental agencies like the World Trade Organization and the IMF and the World Bank and all these to create this system, this ecosystem that is actually separate from the nation states. That's definitely what they want to do. They want to end the power of the nation state. It's not specifically, I mean, you have some cases, but it's not specifically about the U.S. Constitution. And it's not even necessarily just about the United States states it's about wanting to have power that's greater than a nation state and these corporations are like mini monarchies with the king at the top being no the, they're, not, being the they're owner. not monarchies well they're own they got an owner that no, runs have, it all no they have board members and they have Some public them, shareholders but public a lot shareholders of them have owners sure i mean those owners maybe Families. a lot of those owners own i don't know I, I don't want to speculate here but a lot of them i believe own a lot of those companies together so an oligarchical you know oligarchy that was a little redundant. <laughs> Corporate power is pervasive. Okay, so instead of it's it's not a bunch of mini monarchies, it's an oligarchy or corporatocracy. Yeah, yeah, and they have more money than the monarchies, and more power, and more reach. 
billions and billions and more. Sure. Yeah. You think, yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, if you can control the world's information and access to it, does that not make you more powerful than the Queen of England? You know what's crazy? Mark Zuckerberg could, like, someone in this position could probably get any person they wanted, if they wanted to, like, like date or have a relationship. You know literally everything about them. You know when they go to work. You know when they poop. You know what their interests are. You know literally everything, but you can manipulate them, too. So you can target individuals. You know Facebook was doing this. They were feeding specific stories to people to see how they would respond. Yep. That's crazy. They were like, I wonder what this effect, you know, show them a bunch of happy stories and see what they do. See how they react. Show them a bunch of negative stories. Oh, dude. And and Microsoft just patented this technology where you swallow a pill and it measures your body heat and your biometrics and then pays you cryptocurrency. That sounds fake. It's real. (laughs) You can go to the Bitcoin.com, look up Microsoft um, Internet of Bodies, I think. But wouldn't you just poop it out? (laughs) <laughs> maybe one day <laughs> what but in it's the meantime they're stomach. tracking your biometrics now there's one part of that that i find completely interesting and something that we really should be talking about which is like how to own your personal data and how to benefit from it like students for example in kindergarten take these tests and then the companies use the results from the test to create new products that they then sell to the schools to make more money so they're actually using your children as inputs into the products that they are making money off of. Why shouldn't our children own all their education data and then receive micropayments from the companies for the benefit that they get of using the information? That's how we, we should own all, all of us own our own information and we should be compensated for it. This model with Facebook and Google just giving ourselves away for access to an email account. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Now that you really think about it and see what the negative effects are. Right. You've just given away all of your information, all of your personal sovereignty, all to a corporation. Why? So you can use their stupid free email or use their stupid free search. Yeah. uh, A good friend of mine, Ben Peterson, has mentioned a few times that he wants access to his Facebook analytics and like all of them. And why is that? Why is that kept secret? Well, it's kept secret because you click that box when you sign up for your free stuff, bro. If we're going to regulate, that's a nice thing to regulate. Well, that's, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if there was active antitrust effort underway to clamp down on social media monopolies and front censorship and stealing your data and doing all kinds of nefarious things and programming your brain and changing your emotion and using your Fitbit, which is connected to the internet, which is connected to the ads so that they know when they send you an ad, what your heart rate does so they can send you another ad to get your heart rate up even higher. Don't you think it would be good for us to like, step in and sort of have someone look at that that's what's not been happening yeah that that's should. what's not including microsoft happening. with his biohacking stuff yeah that is what's not been happening and that's what the corporations want to have keep happening which is the absence of behavior like that the absence of regulation like that and that's what i say when they're interested in diminishing the power of the federal government right if trump was smart i wish he would have on day one in his office he would have prevented all of this crap that's happening right now in social media you know universe if he would have gotten real hearings and real investigations and prevented google from like auto completing your searches and flashing things they they literally flash things just to change your mind change your mood as you're typing things out and fake searches and search suggestions and things like that they're totally manipulating all of us on purpose told us all that they were doing it it's been released project veritas ton of stuff ton of stuff on it they could make you buy something for no reason. Indeed. Like all of a sudden people are just buying rocks and, and they own the rock company. <laughs> exactly. It's an extreme example, but yeah. Yeah. it's kind of like putting candy at the cash, re- 
cash register, but it's it's more way more insidious because you're comfortable in your own house. Sure, you're preying on people's sort of instinctive behaviors and their needs and their emotional states. What if they know that they can trigger you into some sort of a you know a triggered emotional state and then throw a sales pitch at you that now you're more susceptible to to purchase that item? They're doing they do they do that. And I think they should be allowed to, but I think you should have access to knowing exactly how they're measuring it and, and doing it. I would never want to to step in on a on a on a capitalist system and be like you can't sell products that way. Not necessarily, not never. You know, cigarettes couldn't be sold to kids after a while, but or cartoons couldn't be used to sell. And so, are you of the opinion sure. that Twitter should be able to ban whoever they want for whatever reason, totally incongruently with the? Yeah, yeah. but I also think their code should be free, so that I could start a Twitter and not ban anyone, and then you can be like, well, that Twitter sucks. I'm going to Ian's Twitter. Yeah, except that exists and doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know their code yet. It's not about code. It's about the fact that there are multiple services just like Twitter. And what happens is then the activists who have got you banned in the first place launch an attack against the new platform to get those banned and get their resources stripped away. I mean, it works every time. Literally exactly like the exact same carbon copy of the site. It makes no sense. It makes total sense. It's not the product that they offer. It's the market capture that they have is where their power comes from. It's not the it's not the technical side. Well, it's both. And you would interrelate the two. So if I was using Ian Twitter, I could still see all those people on the other Twitter. But Twitter is not anything. Twitter is literally a reverse chronological feed of people posting things. It's, it's their, text, their code yeah, is text messages. RSS. It's text messages, yeah. dude. Why was it 140 characters? Because that's what SMS was. And now it's just 280 because arbitrary. Twi- hate- Twitter has an algorithm, but the algorithm, people don't use it. People hate people. Well, I mean, some people probably do, but most people hate it. It's literally just bare bones, garbage, trash, simple code. Sure, they've got things like direct messages. Trash. But if they banned you, you have no access to the, to, to the town hall. It would be like saying, you can't come into the public square where we're discussing things. But don't worry, there's another one down the street you can go use. <laughs> no one's there, but go ahead and go there and talk. Yeah. Yeah, it should be like, if you want to, you, you can't use my computer to access the town hall. You got to go use that other computer to access the town hall is how it should be working. And so you're each saying, computer is a carbon copy so of Twitter. You're talking about the Twitter. The town hall yeah. is. That's what you're saying. Or, well, it would ha- still have to be open source and free because the, the government could be just as dangerous as a corporation. So what you're saying it. is you want to confiscate Twitter and then release its intellectual property into the universe so that it has zero value and everyone has access to it. Well, it's definitely still valuable. You're not, a communist. Not if everybody um, has it. Hey, look, bro. we had to do it with the, well, the railroads are still private. I think it's a private public thing. The, the railroads at one point were completely private. And when they started to strangle. So you system, bring up a good point. New technology is disruptive to the point where not novel, you know, actions need to be taken. And I think that Twitter has reached, you know, that, that point. And especially when they're nefariously manipulating and controlling your conversation that has an impact on the world around us in such a profound way. Check it out. I think we would have a serious problem if we had a free, completely free and open Twitter with mass usership. Regular people wouldn't want to use it. They'd stay away from it. Yeah. No, it'd be crazy. It would be insane. Yeah. Yeah. I think the solution is uh, the dark and the light. So that, you know, first floor, second floor, where when you walk in, you're on the first floor and everything looks clean and, and pristine. And then if you say naughty words, we kick you to the basement where... You can still have access to every, you can hear what everyone's saying around you, but they have to choose to opt in to hear what you say. Therefore, you're not being kicked off the platform. You can still use it, but you're kind of a dick. So people have to turn on, you know, dark, you know, not safe for work mode to see what mm. you, what you, you know what I mean? Otherwise, 
Twitter was a nasty place. I mean, it is a, it's a horrible place, but it's just been nasty the whole time. And when you had just endless harassment, trolling, and you still kind of do, it's not as bad as it used to be. It was an awful place to be. People didn't want to be there. So what Twitter was like, how can we make this more friendly and more cooperative? You can't, right? It, it can't be done. But they've banned a lot of people. That kind of solved some of the problem. We'll ban you unless you do as we say. And maybe that's the real goal of the Iron Fist. They're trying to scare people into falling in line, otherwise you'll get banned. But a lot of people just don't care, and so they'll do it anyway. I think the solution is, if you break the rules, you get a filter. And then if people want to read the filter post, you turn filter on. So it's too choice. it's too strong because their rules shouldn't I don't think should be the gatekeeper of the commons self curation. Just let people block, block and yeah. ignore, yeah, block and true. mute. I I have blocked I've blocked 3000 people. I block like crazy. I have fun blocking. If you want to get blocked, troll me one time. That's it. You get <laughs> you get zero chances. And in fact, I block people who aren't even talking to me that I see looking like idiots to my friends, to other people that I know. I pre- preemptively block people. I provi- I block people for making bad jokes. Just just don't do it because I enjoy doing it. I get a cackle out of it. It's fun. We should go to super chats. Do it. Super chats. Super if you chats. haven't already, smash that like button. We are we are going to be here for an extra half an hour because YouTube went down. So we're we're doing that for you. And if anyone knows why they went down, please do tell on the, in the uh, chat. Cloudflare. Cloud, I don't uh, think it was. It said Cloudflare was up when I checked. YouTube goes down sometimes. By the way, but my I name is Jack know. Murphy. You can find me at jackmurphylive.com, at jackmurphylive on Twitter. Also, Jack Murphy Live on YouTube. Hey, YouTube viewers, go subscribe to my channel. Let's get me over twenty thousand. Let's oh, get over twenty thousand. Huh? Let's do it, Jack Let's get Murphy that Live. Plaque on the wall. <laughs> do you get one for 20 i don't know no, 100 no. 100 that's where well, let's going. do uh super chats mr obvious says my channel was demonetized for talking about the election possible slash confirmed fraud and legal cases i always provide context evidence and doubt i follow the youtube guidelines they've taken my income and livelihood do you know anyone who can help unfortunately i don't it's a cutthroat business youtube and they're gonna arbitrarily ax people that's why I keep saying it's only a matter of time before they ban me. And then, you know, when it happens, it happens, I guess. Rock and roll yeah. tour time. Start yeah. Starting your own network is really key, I think, in this in this day and age. Getting yep. subscriptions, yep. bypassing advertisers. <laughs> Liminal Order. LiminalOrder.com. Hey, Tim, by the way, love the track, the audio track. I thought the song was fantastic. Oh, song. Yep. Oh, thank you, sir. I love the video. I love the whole mood. I was very impressed. Congratulations and on it, that. Yeah, so that's Will of the People. It's a song yeah, I wrote. And if you get a chance, put some headphones on and listen to it with headphones because it's, it's another song. And if you get banned, dude, I say you hit the road. You hit the road. I'll be a... What do you call stagehand? No, Let's what do you do call it? Roadie. We should do yeah, that anyway, man. man. I'll be a roadie. I Let's can carry jam. stuff. Brian Michael says, you're losing viewers day by day. Do you think it's because you are softly accepting a Biden presidency or because you shut down guests that have different opinions than yours? I do like you a lot. Uh, I'm not losing viewers day by day. I have more viewers than I've ever had. And there are some people who have, who have been giving me a, a slightly higher percentage of thumbs down on my main on my main channel segments, but it's like 98% versus 99%. I think Tim Pool's doing quite all right. Uh, yeah, I think, I think this is a, another one of these posts where people are like demanding that I put, I prop up people who claim they invented email and stuff like that as, oh, as like, Shiva. yeah. So you have a guy who's like, I invented email. And now they're like, look, he made a YouTube video where he's arguing this is true and the election was stolen. And it's like, dude. I'm not going to uh, take unverifiable, you know, claims from people 
as as a reason to actually go after this. I actually think the people who are bringing this up are the pro Biden people. Mm-hmm. No joke, mm-hmm. because they they want to trick you into highlighting unverifiable conspiracies to throw you off the actual argument. Mm-hmm. So when I make a video and I'm like, hey, look, the RNC has presented a sworn affidavit saying there's fraud and they get mad. I can only imagine that's a, Bi- a Biden person. Is that a MacGuffin? Is that what that is? No, no. MacGuffin is that's that's like a, a an item that you need to move a plot or something. <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 I see. Yeah, yeah. I was like, so basically, you'd think people who actually wanted Trump to win would be like, it's very good that Tim is highlighting the actual hard evidence and discounting what the media is saying. Yes. Instead, they come here and say, prop up the insane YouTube conspiracies, which will completely discredit everything they're trying to do. Yeah, it sounds like a pro Biden person. Right. So I wonder why it is that 98% are thumbs up. Probably because the, the people who are trying to drag it down are the ones who want Biden to win I, by a, pushing unhinged There's a lot of people that just want, they want to talk about hammer and score. I know it because I, I get it. And, and it's just, it's, it's, it's not it's, a Biden, it's, it's not a partisan thing. It's just, there's just this, like, some if people you, just like, I just, I know it with the core of my being. People are feeling this way. And it's, so it's frustrating that you, a prominent journalist that usually looks at all the facts, isn't going hard on it. But I think your argument that, Focus on what's Going right in front of what? you. Going hard on what? On one guy came out and said and one scorecard. Some guy comes out and says there's a secret program. You'll never find it. Yeah. And what am I supposed to say? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. A guy, know. A, you know, I heard a guy said that Donald Trump actually went to the moon. Investigate what? We had, we had Sydney. Uh, what the heck? Sydney Powell. Oh, Sydney Powell. Powell. A lawyer, Powell. A lawyer talking about it and an Air Force guy talking about know, it. Man. And you've there's, got classified information. And you've also it's also listen, man. I have been I, I, I've been covering so much stuff for so long, and it's so obvious how easy it is to trick people into talking about stupid, like unverifiable claims and completely discredit any and all efforts to get a fair election process. And the moment you come out and go to a court and say there's a there's a computer program called Hammer, okay, and and, and the scorecard thing they're changing, the judge's gonna be like, get get out of here. We're talking about you've got no proof. You've got some guys. That's, it's it's like it reminds me of that dude who claimed there were aliens at Area 51, and people are like, it's true. He's a witness, dude. It, it, that's ridiculous. He's got no evidence. You, you you can't take one guy saying one thing and then launch a massive legal proceeding to win a presidency. Also, what you can do is take eleven thousand sworn statements, like the RNC is claiming they have all these, all these people coming forward and actually have an opportunity to to have a real legal case yeah it seems like uh, in regards to your journalism you're not in deep investigation mode right now you're in like reporting mode so you're not looking deep into the dark underbelly you're just reporting on what's directly in front of you for no. the most part no well, you, you like are. all of these people <laughs> who are who are desperate to get these like mathematical analysis that proves the election was stolen are falling into a trap because it proves your confirmation bias to you and it is tricking you. I say this all the time, Pizzagate. How easy was it to shut down the actual investigation into what was going on with leaked emails? Think about it. You had a bunch of elites, emails coming out. They're doing something weird. And all of a sudden, some weird message pops up on a, on, a, on a forum claiming these ridiculous things about Satan and whatever. And then a guy shows up with a gun and shoots the floor and the whole thing stopped. No more investigation, no more emails. They tricked these people and it worked like a charm. And now right now you have a sworn affidavit from a Nevada poll worker. I saw fraud. And what do I get? Tim, talk about the unverifiable government conspiracy. Why? 
so that we can completely discredit any opportunity to have an actual investigation yeah, you have so into much the real time, fraud. Man. That's my premise. I mean, it's that's not about time. It, you only have so much time in the day to choose it's, what you talk a, about. You can't go into about every a, No, topic. dude, it's about you being tricked into chasing after a red herring. Are you herring. saying me personally? Yes, you personally. I mean, I'm bringing up the topic. You're bringing up something that you can't verify. It is throwing everything. It, it, it derails yeah. the conversation. Because a lot of people are feeling it. That's why I brought it up. Because a lot of people are I'm not trying tricked. to make you think about it. I'm telling you of, why that guy super chatted that. Tim, I have a question for you. Based on what you said, do you think the people on the right that picked up Pizzagate and ran with it actually screwed the pooch on getting a real investigation into yep. the Podesta emails? Yep. Because I think the first and most obvious thing you need to do is think about what high profile individuals are doing. Drugs. And guess what? If you grow up in the south side of Chicago, you know all the slang terms for drugs. Right. And so when they're talking about playing games on this, that, or this, I'm like, they're doing, they're doing crack like, like Hunter say, Biden. We used to say, uh, I need to talk to a man about a duck. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you get Hunter Biden's got a crack pipe in his mouth. We know these high profile individuals are probably slinging and doing dope and other crazy drugs. And so how do you stop people from unveiling the fact that you're having coked out drug parties? Make them start putting up some ridiculous ideas about spirit cooking Satan parties. Okay, with so now let's go one step further here. Are you suggesting that the DNC Podesta people planted Pizzagate in 4chan with the hope that it would become a conversation taken up by people on the right that could be easily discredited as to sabotage the entire investigation into the email leak and, and the Russia or however it no. happened. No. Well, possible and would be a very, very smart move. I have no evidence to suggest that's the case other than people chase after ridiculous narratives because life is boring. To find out you have a bunch of drug-addled politicians who are selling out your country is not nearly as sensational as death, satanic death cults selling kids and doing spirit cooking. And also aliens. I think that the, the Roswell crash was government technology, like, you know, lightweight drones or whatever. And they, and they made us all think about that their aliens are real. And yeah. I don't they, know if it's planet. They, they, I don't have any evidence. They published it saying it was, it was, it was, it was They said it was a hot air balloon and then they said it was alien craft. Right. And they were doing it because they were probably working on some kind of top secret military tech. And they were like, if people start looking into this, it could screw up our actual, you know, weapons project. Right. Tell them it's aliens. That's and a what bunch Ian's people are, saying. Right. I know. Then a bunch of people are running around pointing at the sky, screaming aliens. And may I say, Ian, to your point, this is something that Scott Adams has talked about because there are tiny instances of voter fraud that are being blown right out, way, excuse me, way out of proportion by the right wing. All the left has to do is disprove a few small things in that instance. People on the right are running around with their hair on fire over things that make no difference. This is called a red herring. And you mentioned this earlier. This 100% is a red herring. And this is something you need to look out for because they use this. So if they have something big on, in the works... They're just diverting your attention, and it's shocking how easily diverted people are. And it's because of social media, at least partly. I would blame people in general, but it's at least partly because of social media and because of stuff like Twitter. But you're 100% on point when you talk about a red herring, because this is what they're doing to you. There, and I don't know if you realize that. There is a 2020 word for this, too. It's called fast transient. Interesting. And the point of a fast transient is to disrupt your OODA loop, which is observe, orient, decide, and act. And fast transients are meant to, to, to just destable your OODA loop and make it so you can't observe and you can't reorient yourself so that you can then make a decision and act in a proper way. Trump does it all the time. It also puts you in an extremely esoteric worldview where when you try and talk to regular people and you're like, yo, hammer and scorecard, they go, what? 
this this Air Force general. What? The election. Okay, dude, wait, what? But if you go, a poll worker at the election said there was fraud. They signed a sworn affidavit. A regular person goes, really? Whoa, what's going on? Hammer and scorecard requires so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's this they you, you get pushed into this extremely jargon filled esoteric reality that makes it very difficult for you to explain to other people because they're not there with you. They're asking questions about a vote was counted. Was the vote real? Donald Trump is suing, saying there's a violation of equal protection clause. Very, very simple, easy to understand to explain to someone why it is there may be impropriety in the election that could result in Trump's victory. You come out and start talking about retired 83-year-old Air Force generals with a top-secret government program that they use to flip elections, and they're going to be like, dude, you lost me. I, this is what? Now, I think, you know, Michael Tracy mentioned the other day, you tell that to somebody and they probably will just agree with you. Go, Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's all sorts of stuff like that. They might just roll with it. But you're not going to win in court by going up to a judge and claiming, Your Honor, the election was stolen. We know because an 83-year-old Air Force uh, retired general said the government has a program that can flip. The judge is going to be like, okay. Yeah, testimony is not enough to go <laughs> on. The judge is going to be like, you can, you can have a seat. You can leave me. Stop wasting my time. Um, in regards to the other part of that super chat where they said your views were going down, I, if you step back from view counts, you'll notice that they tend to go up in an up-down motion. They'll like arc up down up but they're constantly going up that seems trending weird. yeah trending well you have to higher. you have to compare views um based on year so there's period there's months where views go down for everybody and there's mo there's months where views go up for everybody it's seasonal yeah it, it's absolutely seasonal and also uh it is a fact my viewership is down from last month but this also happens with elections so just before the election we had uh, just after the election we had our biggest show ever on irl with over a hundred thousand concurrent viewers now, you know, today we paid it like 67,000 or something, which is really high, but, you know, 67% of our, our biggest. So, of course, views go down after the election. Everybody wants to know what's happening, what happened, and then, okay, I'm not going to watch anymore. 67,000 concurrence tonight with a 45-minute yeah. delayed head start and screw yeah. up from YouTube. <laughs> Tim Cast IRL I'll on you, fire, y'all. Awesome. Let, me, let, me, let me tell you, what frustrates me is we could have a very serious story, and it's so easily derailed by sensational movie-esque nonsense. Hammer and scorecard could very well be real, but you're not going to argue that in court to get Donald Trump a victory. Not in the next few weeks. Yeah, not, unless some not, documentation not, arrives and it's you know corroborated, but I'm, you're, you're I gonna, haven't you're seen gonna, anything you're like gonna that. You're going to need declassified documents. You're going to need practical usage. You're going to need sworn affidavits from people saying that they literally use it this time around. The, the one thing that I think is interesting right now is potentially the Dominion whistleblowers that people are saying are coming forward. Mm -hmm. I'll see if we'll, we'll see if that happens. That will be serious. That's going to be someone claiming the Dominion voting you know, machines and software was flipping votes. We get a whistleblower saying that in a sworn affidavit. We got some. If somebody gets Epstein in the next few weeks, then we definitely know something was afoot, right? I guess. No, yeah. no. Still still conjecture. But let me know if it happens. <laughs> All right, PJ. Doobie McNasty says, going to tell my kids this was America. <laughs> yeah, man. Take a picture. I thought this was America. Carol W. says, Dr. Shiva, PhD from MIT, has analyzed Michigan data along with two other analysts and will testify to algorithm that takes votes from Trump to Biden. This is a grain of sand in a heat. I got no problem. I, I will not impugn the honor of Dr. Shiva and doing his mathematical analysis. He's a PhD from MIT, so I'm sure he knows way better than I do on the math end of things. But it's not a winning uh, argument in court. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a waste of the court's time, and it's not going to get Trump any victories. It may generate um, ground support. There you go. You know, for, for Trump, from people who see it and go, whoa. But I don't, I don't think it's going to uh, 
I don't think what he's offering up is enough in terms of it's anything not. effective, in terms of, you know, ground victory or whatever. I think a sworn affidavit from a poll worker saying there was fraud easily the most uh, uh, the most uh, or sworn affidavit from a voter who didn't request an absentee ballot who had one cast on their behalf which or is, their dead son, which is one of the things that Brainerd's team is looking into right. Matt Brainerd. You should check him out. When I talk to my friends, I tell you this. If I message a friend of mine who's a progressive or like a passive liberal who voted for Biden and say a retired Air Force general came out with this, they're going to be like, dude, shut up. If I come out and say an MIT professor did a mathematical alg algorithm proving, you know, how they were flipping, they're going to say, shut up. If I say a postal worker is on record right now with a sworn affidavit that they were backdating ballots, I can show you the video of it, of the guy saying it. They go, really? There's no argument against that. You have a poll worker saying it. You have a woman saying my dead son voted. You have a postal worker saying it happened. You can't argue against the postal worker who was there saying they did this. You can definitely argue against, against some guy who did a mathematical formula. There is, I, I, I can already hear it now. How do I know his formula is real? Who is this guy? What does this even mean? This is ridiculous. I show you a postal, postal worker in uniform delivering mail in a Veritas video. And the best thing the leftists I know say is, well, Veritas is lying. You know, I think this guy that wrote Scorecard is, uh, yeah. has come out and started the, the developer that developed Scorecard is talking about it now. I still, I don't still don't know what kind of proof we, that we've is. known. I, I got to read more. British, about British monarchy. We've known yeah, for a long time that there's programs can flip votes. The, at, at, at the uh, DEF CON, I think, it, I don't know, maybe 2014 or 26 in the hacker convention, some kid did it in 20 minutes. He took a Diebold machine or whatever and flipped the votes internally with some simple code. So we know that's possible. We, we, have, we have a serious problem with proprietary, you know, voting machines, I guess. That code should be open source. I'm, was, I'm assuming it's not. It may be. I don't know. I was trying to think what, that, what the solution to this would be. And what I came up with while we were talking in the back of my head, listening to you talk about the British monarchy and stuff. Just kidding. What if to vote, you have to go on one side of the Mississippi or the other that day? And then basically each person that crosses over the Mississippi, that's how you count the votes. It's like oh. the only way you can do it. It's like literally geographically, physically yeah. separate everyone into where you want to be counted and then make each person move from one or to the other. And you count that until they're totally swapped. And then, you know, that's the only way I think to do it securely. That gives, Let's do it. Makes it easier for people closer to the Mississippi, unfortunately. But I think oh, something like that, that every, he's, a threshold he's gonna, that everyone has to cross. He's going to jump on me about a detail about this fantasy thing I'm talking just, about. But just then he's going to he's gonna bring up this other stuff. Like it's fact. It's the British modern, I'm just I'm just making a statement. Um, I like your idea of crossing a threshold, making everyone, yes. you know, have some sort There's of some acknowledgement, like yeah, picking yeah. softball teams, like Trump yes. stands on one side and we yes. get 70 million people here and Biden on the other 70 million people here. Right. And then they go, okay, you, I pick you, you vote for me. Come over here on my side. Yep. Yeah. And then Biden goes, okay, true to not shop at a pressure. <laughs> uh, what's, we got a super chat from Doobie, Doobie McNasty. He says, Doobie, true. Uh, I'm sorry. You spelled it wrong, Doobie. It's true in Inanna Shabba de pressure. <laughs> But, uh, he says it's the best piece of legislature that ever bad a calf care. You're just mad that it works. Face it, Tim. I'd like you out behind Corn Pop's house and eat your little kid's lunch. You think you got a chance? Come on, man. Come someone, on, man. I saw something funny. They said, I'm starting, someone posted, I'm starting to think Corn Pop wasn't such a bad guy. <laughs> he might be right. Corn Pop. Uh, we got here from, um, Frieden Gaming saying taxation is theft. Indeed. Dan Davies, the type of the taxation, right? Says Jack Posobiec has just tweeted that the Trump campaign has released a photo of "Do Not Admit" list. They're uh, they are reporting is from Philadelphia Ballot Counting Center. Apparently, one hundred percent of the names are Republicans. Interesting. Do not. What was it? Do not do enter not the admit. polling. Place. Do not admit. Yeah. What does that mean? Oh, really? Uh Garhant says, "Oh, honey, Ian." 
<laughs> tell me <laughs> more, Garland. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> so uh, Josh, the amazing animator, says, hey, Tim, are you aware of Maidengate? People finding out ballots had been cast under their maiden name. I have not been able to verify uh, anything having to do with that. And I know that they banned people who were posting it. So once again, it's so easy to derail people from actual arguments. Right now, we have a woman who came forward and said her dead son voted. Okay, answer for that. That that warrants an investigation. What Trump would need if there was some kind of systemic alteration of votes or whatever is justification for an audit. Okay, a glitch in Michigan that justifies an audit. Let's focus all our energy on a machine flipped votes from Trump to Biden. Whoa, we better audit all of these machines. Instead, what are we getting? Maiden gate. Well, fortunately, Maiden I think gate we're getting and, and hammer and scorecard and what, things that have nothing to do with Trump's That's because I'm on the show, man. If you know, we're getting you're, you, you've got a million person audience and we're getting the stuff that you're investigating. Thankfully, at least I am for the most part. <laughs> Let's see. William uh, Keller says, don't have a lot of money for chats. Please read. We should count vote like a blackjack table in Vegas with cameras everywhere. Indeed. Yeah. We should why do them in the casino. Why don't we have cameras everywhere? Everywhere. In a casino. I mean, they should do it in a casino because there's so many cameras all around. Mm, yeah, it's a good idea. I hear there's smart cities in China where if you where they have two cameras for every person, and this is something Ben Stewart was talking about at the election night party, and that you, it'll get to a point, or maybe it already is, where you walk outside and say, Uber, and either a camera sees you or a microphone hears you and an Uber comes and picks you up. Beautiful. 120 cities in China already like that. Wow. All right. Unconfirmed, but that is terrifying. Yeah. We have Hellbound Wolf saying, I spent a year in Penn State Wilkes Bar in, into 2009. I remember watching a movie in a sociology class. A guest speaker came in with a video that was almost a documentary about was that, rape, rape culture on colleges, and it had anonymous guys talking about drugging the girls at parties. Yeah, that happens. I think that's, was that reference to Brett Kavanaugh? Might have been. Or like a weird tangential reference to the uh, uh, Podesta email conversation mm -hmm. we were having. Mm -hmm. Amy Linneberry says, have you looked into Benford's law and the weighted race feature? Mm -hmm. As the R vote increased down ballot in the Michigan County, the number of Trump votes decreased. Yes, yeah. I've seen this. I've also seen Benford's law and the strange anomalies. But again, these things may be great for people who are all already looking for reasons to support Donald Trump. I, I would argue, having worked in fundraising and like network building for nonprofits, the least effective way to actually convince a regular person that you're right. <laughs> Talking about mathematical anomalies and stats and government programs, like regular people, when you talk to them, like I used to walk up people on the street and I'd have to try and convince them to give me money for saving the rainforest or something. Yeah, first, you have to convince them to stop. That's the easiest thing to do. Is it? Yeah, you just walk up and go like that. Uh, and then they stopped down their tracks. Uh, it's the biggest mi biggest mistake these people make is saying, "Would you like to talk to me?" No, you don't give them a you don't give them a choice. You walk them and stick your hand out in front of them. They shake your hand and they don't let go. <laughs> nice to meet you. Here's what we're doing. And then you hand them the the, the clipboard and they take it with the other hand and then you never take it back. When so they're standing there holding it, trying to give it to you, and you just have your hands crossed or like in your pockets or just down at your side. You know, get back. The point is, when when you're trying to convince someone, because I, I did this for years, and I was one of the nation's best, some of the biggest nonprofits. If I went and was like, right now there's X, Y, and Z, and the government is doing this, they're going to be like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I, I'm not interested. I'm, I'm not emotionally attached to what you're saying. I don't care. But if you make it really, really simple, like uh, the simple thing that I did for when I was fundraising for a homeless shelter. You have all these people desperately trying to say every night there are three kids, you know, that we see on the street. And people are like, yeah, OK, yeah, that's not that's not what I, I would say. You know what I would say to people? I would stop them and shake their hand and say, I'm not going to read this to you. I want you to hear me. I want you to imagine. You have no parents. 
Think about your parents. You, you don't have them. And you're sleeping under a bridge. You're in your filth. No one cares about you. You have nothing. And then one day, someone walks up and, they, and, you, and you look up. And, and through the light from the sun, you see them reach out a hand and they say, I'm here for you. I'm that person. You, they, you reach out and you grab their hand. They pull you up. You can be that person. You can rescue these kids. They write me checks all day and night. Dude, sign, sign me up. I'm ready. Yeah, I was but ready. when you, when you, great. when you come out and you're like, every night we see 12 children who are, who have, you know, found no place to live. Now we're, doesn't work. It works for some people. Some people are like, oh, that's sad. 12 kids. Here's money. No, you tell them, you make them experience, you make them feel that you say, I want you to imagine yourself sleeping in the dirt. No one loves you. Think about what these kids must feel. You can be that hand. I had one lady write me a check for $700 on the spot. I want you to imagine. Yes. Beautiful. I want you to feel it. Beautiful. Imagine what that must feel like. ASPC now imagine what it would feel like if a hand reached out to lift you out of that and said, I will save you. I'm here for you. I love you. Tim is working on me. Are you? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. Like you're, Sarah no, you, you know, you were looking right at me when he did that, and like I, I could feel the stir. I could feel the stirring. Like I, that I felt like I was in a rainforest. That's a convinc. <laughs> that's a convincing argument. That's a direct way that I can see my benefits, my actions helping somebody else. So, so in, in, damn right, dude. Good. In, I'm, in, I'm in, write this down. In the instance of voter fraud and stuff, it's really hard to make someone feel in that same way, right? You know, fundraising for a nonprofit's easy. You know, telling them, I want you to, to, to imagine this experience happening to you, and now we must stop it, it makes them kind of, you know. Well, that's what the Democrats have been doing this whole time. I want you yeah, to imagine exactly. that you're it's living really, under the guise yes, of Hitler and that totalitarian is coming. I want you to imagine that the world is ending. I want you to imagine that the Russians took over our government. Exactly. What like, are you going exactly to do? Right. As a lawyer, it's not your job to make them feel it, fortunately, when it comes to the voter scandal. They just got to inform them and let the judges do the right thing. It's a, it's, so when I'm talking about the convincing people to listen and open up, it's kind of the other end of this. If you walked up to someone and said, listen to me, you moron, you are going to help the kids. They'd be like, get out of my face. How dare you? So if you approach someone from this position of jargon, esoteric concepts, and unfamiliar ideas, they will in no way ever relate to anything you're saying, and it's confusing to them. I don't know what you're talking about. This sounds weird. I saw it in a movie or something. This dude's crazy. And that is the most effective way to shut down the opportunity. It ultimately doesn't matter. I mean, Trump needs support if he's actually going to file these legal challenges, he's raising money and stuff. But in the end, he's got his legal arguments. If they make sense, they make sense. What needs to happen is that people focus on Trump's actual claims. The media is telling you there's no evidence of fraud. There's no evidence of fraud. And then people on the left all laugh about how stupid Trump is. You know, he's got no evidence. There was this post by Chris Evans because Fox News is really dumb. Chris Evans is filming uh, a Fox News bit, and it's John Roberts, I think. I think, is, is that his name? The reporter, John Roberts? Is that his name? Yeah, that's his name. He's like, now the Trump campaign says not all of the legal ballots have been counted and not all of the illegal ballots have been excluded. The only thing standing in their way is evidence for which they've presented none. And then Chris Evans starts laughing and then he tweets it thinking he's all smart. And that is the emotional response. Ha ha. They're so dumb. Look at me. I'm, I'm like you. That's what he was basically saying to people. Look how smart I am. Fox News is stupid. Fox News was or Trump was stupid. The problem was Trump's lawsuit about illegal ballots being excluded. Nothing to do with fraud. It had everything to do with improperly counted ballots. Fox News got it wrong and created this ridiculous statement that made no sense. And the media keeps doing this. And then these leftists all get in their minds. There's no fraud. There's no fraud. There's no fraud. 
even though there is evidence of fraud, whether it's widespread or not, I don't, you know, is, is an argument. But there's Trump's legal claim isn't even about fraud. For the most part, there's fraud arguments from Trump. Mostly peaceful election. That's what it's, that's what it's been, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna Let's t- see. I'm going to tweet that later. 99%. Scott Ward says, problem, (laughs) Dems cheat by watching the vote tally and then magically find enough votes to win. Solution, use glitchy software to short count your own vote tally. Let them cheat against those false margins, reveal the real count and the fraud 4D chess. Well, the the issue here is if that's true, it's because we did, um, we, we, we did, we counted the votes in the day and then we stopped and then we waited for a week, you know, or whatever, or like five days to then count the rest of the votes. The, the official reason is that absentee ballots this is this is really really funny. Let me ask you, why is it that it we were able to count in person votes by the millions in one day, but absentee ballots it took us a week to count? What's the reason? Don't know. That's a good question, Tim. You know what the official reason is? Tell me. That absentee ballots are different. We have to match signatures. We have to go through the secrecy ballot. It's very different from in person voting, so it takes longer. You mean it's how it should and, be? And you know what that means? It violates the 14th Amendment. Because it's different. Yes. Not the same process for people. And thus, Hmm. that's Trump's argument. Or at least one of the arguments. I mean, of all the things I've heard, the procedural stuff, that one's... I'm no lawyer. That one seemed to have a little bit of weight. I don't know, though. I don't know. Because the argument could be that fundamentally there it's not about whether the security process is the same but is there a security process, right? So you can argue everyone who comes in this building must go through security. There's a metal detector and there's a guy frisking people. But if you come in, it's equal that they both went through a security process. In that capacity, a mail-in ballot may have a security feature and an in-person ballot, uh, an in-person vote as a security feature, and that makes them equal, depending on what the court decides. Yeah, but you know what? A deadline is not. That's not the same. Oh, thing. that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. A deadline. There is a deadline, and it's this day. Yep. And it should be the same for everybody, regardless of how you get your vote into the ballot the, box. No? So. That's why backdating is so important. This yeah. uh, this USPS whistleblower's claim, because, I mean, honestly, perhaps Trump should have let them take the, th- the extra three days and not challenged it, because then if the backdating is true, all the ballots that came in that would have beaten Trump, that would have get, you know pushed Biden over the edge, would have came after election day, and then Trump could have launched a Fourteenth Amendment claim. Hmm. Whatever, though, we'll see if it plays out. I think it's still you know particularly slim uh, chance. Uh, someone said, don't ever take Ian out. He is our hippie Alex Jones. That's, that's exactly it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Aww, what is this? Very nice. Thank someone you. said something. A super chat. Oh, yeah, here we go. BD says, Ian, you are the ultimate woke. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, awakened. I prefer awakened. Yes. Thank someone you. said, Ian is right, but has the wrong religion. Oh, gosh. Yes. These people what are paying religion? to give you compliments. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Thank you. It. What is your religion, guys? Oh, gosh. <laughs> math? math? Math. Math is my religion. No. My All right. Goodness. Here we go. Base uh, 10. Dogs of War says Trump just made his case for voter ID even if he loses the election. Indeed. And that's that's another big point, too. Trump's goal might not be to actually stage a coup or whatever. He might be planning to leave. And he might be making sure that when he leaves, he scorched earths the, the voting process in such a way Democrats can no longer use these manipulative tactics or changing the rules. Last minute mail-in ballots. Nope. 14th Amendment. It may turn out the Supreme Court says, okay, you can't do this. We need to make sure we have a uniform system in place. Trump still loses, but the next go around, no mail-in ballots, no universal mail-in ballots. I don't voter think we, ID can, we should never do these again. This was so chaotic. It was so obvious. It was going to be chaos, you know? know? 
All right, here we go. And uh, Anton Maxson says, did anyone realize the Trump accountability project sounds like a bad bartender who just read about the reign of terror and the law of suspects and said, hey, let's play Among Us. Great show. By the way, is there a beanie club? Ian and Lydia need one. True. <laughs> oh, well, you know, me and Jack, you know, we're, we're, we're chilling. Yeah, yeah. I Someone, It's freezing guy. in here. Although I would wear a beanie. Yeah, it's cold, right? <laughs> Dean, Dean Badger says, here, this is for the kid under the bridge. Aw. The kid is you. Oh. Aw. W says, why isn't anyone in traditional MSM talking about preservation of the peace deals? There's not going to be peace. Right? I mean, that is the biggest thing. Is it the, not the biggest? A big issue is that Trump's foreign policy gains are going to be. They just have already said that Joe Biden is trash. going to take a more traditional approach to world uh, relations, which yeah. is war. I'm excited. Looking, looking forward Daniel Benavides says, what about an online voting system that has multiple verification from all sides, i.e. your personal info proves your creds and you get a random third party code confirmation for candidate via their own codes you get privately? Oh, interesting. What if uh, I don't know if that would work, but uh, I do like the idea of having to request your ballot. That was the big problem with universal mail in mail in uh, votes that I think could theoretically have a, a an unequal you know, treatment that people who didn't even decide to vote got ballots versus people who have to choose to vote go in person. That could arguably create an unequal system because the average person might say, I don't feel like going and voting. But then you put a, ma- a ballot in their lap and they go, I guess I'll fill it out. You know, this is probably the election of the great mass of the lowest informed voters of all time. Yeah. Right. People who wouldn't get off their butt to go vote during the day because they just don't care at all. They get it in the mail and they're like, I'm sure I'll just vote. But whatever. this is Nevada. Nevada is the only swing state that did th- that did this. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Pennsylvania did have a lot more absentee ballots, though. So I think I think in those states you saw to request it. Hmm. I'm not entirely sure. That super chat was kind of cool. He was talking about a third party um, code. Yeah. Verification. Bloodthirst. He says, does Tim have hair? The answer is no. A little. Facial hair, sometimes. I know, it's gorgeous. Levy Mead says, well, it just jumped on me, where'd it go? <laughs> All my leftist friends that voted for Biden own guns. Most of them either don't know his stance on guns or they do and just ignore it to fit in. Frisco, Texas has become the California and te- Texas due to the large influx of CA businesses moving here. Uh, you know, one thing that I think people don't realize, we talked about this the other day, there's one really simple solution for the, the results of this election. Hmm. COVID and the riots moved people around in random and weird ways. Yeah. Right. So you end up with higher voter registration in certain areas. You end up with certain counties swinging, you know, like all the all the bellwethers were wrong. Do you see this? Yes. So the, the bellwether uh, towns are the towns that like historically, whoever they vote for ends up winning just for whatever reason. And this time around, most of them or at least a large portion were wrong. And so everyone's like, that's weird. Yes, but what if a bunch of people move to random places in the past year due to COVID and riots, and thus you get a totally altered demographic base around the country? Maybe that was uh, factored into the Democrats' plans with mail-in voting. They knew it was going to happen, and they wanted to, you know, target it. I don't know. And maybe we may never know. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. What was this, like the digital dark ages? Acoustic. The long night. Acoustic Theory says they have multiple USPS whistleblowers, but the news focuses on one. So you think there is only one. Yeah, definitely. I think Veritas has come out with several, you know. Will Stokes says, Tim, what do you think of blockchain voting, even though it may be difficult to secure the actual Internet connection? Uh, And then SB also says the same thing. What do you uh, what do you what about blockchain voting? Um, I like the idea of the public ledger, I suppose. But what's to stop someone from forging several votes and putting them in the blockchain? 
know. What's the? It's 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 probably not perfect, but I think it's worse. Mail-in votes. I think it's I think it's probably worse. Um, paper ballots are a secu- uh, physical ballots are a security function. I, I would feature. think you would need to sign up online and then get a piece of paper mailed to you, and then have to fill it out and mail it in, and then you they would allow you to vote on the blockchain. But the mail-in voting function is the easiest to exploit. You get a bunch of fake ballots and you, you you pepper them around through different post offices and then there's no chain of custody. You don't know where they went. For the blockchain? When I'm talking about blockchain voting. Right. So you said you had to mail in something. Yeah. Like a confirm. Like you sign up online and then they're like, okay, we will mail you your confirmation of your sign up in seven days. Oh, okay. Right. Then so they you, say that, you get it, you fill it out, you sign it, you yes. mail it back. And then they're like, now you have access to your blockchain voting database. And you could bl- vote on the blockchain at the polling I places. Think in so person, same place you would go in and do your paper ballot, you would vote, and it would just go on in the blockchain. So you vote in, in person. In person, you do both. No, I think it, I think it should be in person paper ballots. Dude, we got these, man. No, nope. come about on, security. make it easy. No, no, it's a, no, it's no. A, it's a, it's, Security okay. is difficult. Okay, when when you're in when you're in uh, I, this is the way this is the way I explain security to people. No, when you go to a conflict zone, what level armor do you pick? Three A, the best. Three A, four. I don't know. Plate. I've never yeah. Ceramic plates. Yeah. Depends on where you're at and what level of security you need. If you're going into an active conflict, you might not want to be wearing plates if you need to run full sprint for a long period of time for some reason. So you might want 3A. You might want Kevlar, maybe not plate. Although I think if you're in an active war, you're, you're going to want more it's than body plate. armor. According to Jocko Willink, you want body armor. So listen, you can also go the most secure route. That is armored don't, vehicle. Oh, I was going to say, don't go. Yeah. Armored vehicle. Mm. But guess what? Armored vehicle can move fast. It's bulky, but you're not going in buildings. You have limited your ability to function in certain ways. And you're a target. And you're a bigger target. And there's still IEDs and other things that can take you out. So when I explain this to people, when I go into urban conflict, they're like, why don't you wear a helmet, goggles, and a mask all the time? And I said, because you have, you you can choose to have, for one, making yourself a target, wearing a helmet, wearing a gas mask, people are going to see you. You can't blend in with crowds or disappear. So you have to consider stealth. You have to consider... If you're carrying this stuff around, is it going to be cumbersome? And let me tell you, carrying around a gas mask and a, and a helmet, yes. Especially when, like, I've been in situations where I've had to walk or run 20 miles in a single day. It's nice not to carry all that stuff. So the more you pile on for security, the harder it becomes to move. But I'll tell you this, if you're in a tank, you're pretty safe from, you know, if you're in an armored vehicle with bulletproof glass, you're not getting shot. So if we want good, secure elections... We have to accept there's going to be a decent amount of difficulty in getting the job done, but so be it. But the alternative you, is make it easy for everybody. You, you make it easier for the fraud. If you still have to sign up, use your social security card, you mail something out, they mail it to you, you do it, you mail it back, and then they give you access just to be able to push the button on your phone. That's fine, but I'm like, and we do that now with absentee ballots, but I'm saying, I think in person, with a paper, you, you, you go up, you go in, in person, they give you a paper ballot, you fill it out, you sign it, you put it in the envelope, you seal it, and then it's in the same place. My Mississippi River solution is the only yes. thing that's really going to work. And as you guys are everyone. talking about it, I'm still I'm thinking, do we get turnstiles? Do you just send one person over this way, one at a time, or oh, all 70 million people? How long would that take? Will there be like carnivals? Will there Wait, be well, street vendors? People are going to fly. Are you going to camp out? What kind of? It, it'll be like Burning Man every year, but for the election on the Mississippi. And we all start on either side. But the, then- the, the, the issue is, if we did that, they would be like, okay, who's going to cross the river for Trump? No one. Oh, right. And snipers. Nobody right. would do it. There's that They'd be thing. like, not me. What about thumbprint debt to, to, for your ID? Have, is that just not, is that can be can In be person, forged? 
in-person paper ballots. And the reason you do paper ballots is that you can audit the vote. You can go back and say, give us that paper ballot stored and secured so we can count Yeah, it. there should be a paper backup. Yes. Whether you do it online, on the blockchain or whatever, there should be paper as well that you can cross verify. And I think audits should be mandatory. Here, here's what we do. You do in-person voting. They count it. And then we use a random number generator to determine which which random U.S. precinct will then recount those ballots. Oh, yeah. And you could have a... And you bring the people you there. You computer do it. You bring the people there. So here's how it works. We're in, you know, let's say we're in Washington, D.C., and we have a box of ballots. We count it. And it says, you know, 100 for Joe Biden and 101 for Trump. We say that's our official number. The observers have all agreed. Okay. Then you, you seal the ballot up, the box up. A not random number generator then random number generator says it's Wyoming's, you know, one can get first congressional district or only congressional district. And you fly out three people, a Democrat or Republican and a, and a vote counter to D.C. to walk up and they count it again. There you go. Are there not audits currently? They're doing audits right now. Uh, and not as Pencil- part of the regular process. Not 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 as part of the regular process uh, in Pennsylvania. The state Republicans have announced they're going to audit the vote. And in Georgia, they're doing the full Risk limiting audit, recount, et cetera, recanvas. Nice. Uh, Trump's Trump's trying to get a recount in Michigan. Mm. I, I, I believe a hand recount because of the glitch, and mm. that is a if if what people are saying is true about the the votes flipping, a hand recount is going to reveal a ton of these votes. That's what Trump needs to focus on. So that's why you don't need to talk about any of these. You know, don't say it. Oh, you, you, you started to talk about it. I, right. You don't need to talk about it. You can just say that guy who won because the vote was glitched. Did you hear about that Republican? They said he lost. Then the computer changed it and he won. Yeah, here's the article. Dude, that's and they go, wild. whoa, that really happened. And people, are, people, you're, you're going to tell it to your friends. They're going to be like, really? Now, a lot of people on the, on the left don't want to hear it. But regular people who aren't really paying attention might be like, really? You talk to like these diehard anti-Trump people, they're going to be like, well, that's ridiculous. That's just, I'll give you a million excuses. Yeah, 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 whatever. All right, let's see. We got some more super chats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Vallis Darkly says, Tim, why do you always wear the beanie? For the same reason that I always wear like the same shirts and the same pants. It's kind of just like uh, I'm a cartoon character. It's a brand thing, I guess. It's a brand. Yeah. It's the beanie brand. Someone <laughs> someone made a mask for me, like, you know, and it's got a little beanie yes. on it. Nice. And I sell shirts with beanies. It's like a, it's like a thing, you know? It's a thing. I didn't That's make it I up. Mine. It was actually um, someone who did marketing for Puff Daddy told me to do it. Oh. Nice. Back really during Occupy idea. Wall Street. Well, yeah, it worked. Was, and I was like, "All right," and then I I roll with it. You should start wearing a it's cape. Like, it's like Ian and his <laughs> PJ pants. Oh, dude! <laughs> look, at, Tenny Ball says you guys are overthinking this. Everyone gets their own inner tube, and mm-hmm. there are two super oh. tall poles. You place your inner tube over the candidate's pole of your choosing. Boom, unfraudable. Cool. Okay. And then we look up at the seventeen mile high poles, and we're like, <laughs> "That one's higher." And they're like, I demand a remeasure. Oh, and then they have to come and like bring the big measuring sticks. And, you, then, and, it was, to, and then the sun bursts one of the inner tubes. Oh, it no. was inner tubes below and layers of inner tubes <laughs> upon inner tubes. You would have to tubes. bury the poles and then no, just check to, to make sure that no one put no, little, to space, dude. little inserts we're, we're in going there. going into space. Check the poles. Okay. Yeah, there's like inflated fake yeah. inner tubes. <laughs> This inner tube was bigger. One, one starts inflating in the sunlight, and mm-hmm. then it pushes them Naturally. higher. That's or not pops. fair. Yeah, then it, yeah, comes then it lower. pops and it goes lower. No. Oh, no. Orbital. All right, drop. all right. Ladies and gentlemen, we've gone well over because we had to make up for, for, for lost time. But if you haven't already, smash that like button. Like. And don't forget to subscribe to this channel because, my friends, tomorrow is going to be one of the... Don't, don't say anything. I was, don't, I was wondering. No, no. One, no one's supposed to know who's coming Oh, tomorrow. my goodness. Shh, I know. Yeah, Jack knows. <laughs> 
But uh, uh, we, we, we're not announcing. Just uh, we're, It's going to be a fun... I am so excited. ...fun show with uh, some crazy people. So tune in for that. Subscribe tomorrow at 8 p.m. And, uh, and uh, uh, don't forget to hit the notification bell. Hit that like button. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at TimCast. And my other YouTube channels are YouTube.com slash TimCast and slash TimCast News. I have a bunch of different channels. They're all named TimCast, whatever. Of course, you can follow Jack, who's been hanging out. Hi, my name's Jack Murphy. You can follow me. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Jack Murphy Live. Please get that, Jack Murphy Live, on Twitter. I'm on Parlor, but I'm not going back right now. JackMurphyLive.com. Jack Murphy Live anywhere thank you very much appreciate it and you had that you you had that that was really interesting that guy who was tracking like all of these different matt brainerd i did an interview with matt brainerd the former data chief for the trump campaign in 2016 plus he has a team of former trump analysts people that know this business better than anybody and they are working right now around the clock to match to identify and and investigate potential circumstances of fraud they have raised a half a million dollars they're calling two million people to verify and they're helping them form do affidavits and declarations so check that out it's on my youtube channel jack murphy live crazy Thanks. And then, of course, there's Ian. You yes. can follow him. Hi. Thanks, Tim. The- <laughs> Jack, I just wanted to uh, yes, mention sir. a book. A book. That you wrote. Oh, my God. That I still haven't read. Oh, snap. But the, the premise sounds cool. I had didn't even bring it up no, tonight. The premise, you should bring a copy in next time. Democrats are deplorable. Why 9 million Obama voters ditched the Democrats and embraced Donald Trump. It is the story about 2016, but actually it's the story of 2020. It's the story of America mm-hmm. in the 21st century and the, the resorting politically that we're having. Stories of like about people like me people like you and then some real deep analysis it's fun it's a great book selling well five stars on amazon top seller go get it i like democrats are deplorable thank you ian appreciate it and you your book what was that called it's called writing in the dark and it is also on amazon i wrote it when i was going through a psychotic break in new york city so get that oh i didn't know that who knew (laughs) literally Um, no one you can follow me on any (laughs) social network At Ian Crossland. Did you know that? I was kind That's of being awesome. a jerk. I love it. And then he's like, by the way. Bring it on. 10,000 so cool. copies. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Go. Thank you for uh, reminding me. I will. And the name of your band? Um, well, we have one called The Panic. I think is is our are we able to co- present company well we don't have anything it's a project yeah, that tim and i are working on tentatively Beautiful. and the name of your hairstylist um <laughs> i do my own hair but and your own wardrobe definitely love it <laughs> i do it's pajamas don't I used to wait tables with don't forget to follow lydia do you have to follow sour me patch on twitter lids. sour patch lids l-y-d-s that's true yeah all right my friends we are going to be back tomorrow with what i can only imagine is going to be a ridiculous show oh but I think we're trying to be serious with it. It's going to be really interesting, but it's, it should be fairly big. So, so stick around. Um, I'll just tell you this: we can't we can't talk too much about it because I don't want to get shut down. So oh, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be poking Spicy. the bear on this one. You can't resist. Oh yeah, you we're gonna get we're gonna get banned. Teasing, teasing, we're gonna, we're gonna get banned. We got to tease. We will see you all tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out. Bye guys. Bye guys.